See, it's either see how this shit go on the street. Either you gonna be the one that's doing it, or gonna get done to you. Yeah. Big odds on the keyboard and shit. Uh, hood look to me as hope. How they imagine me? Streets don't love us. They just keep giving us tragedies. Casually, most of my homies became casualties. Being immune to all this death is like a bad disease. Made it out the rack alive. That I'm glad to see. Because my demons and my enemies were after me. Made for this shit, that's why it captured me. Like Martin, I was a young king who really had a dream. I ain't on the block no more, but still, I don't feel comfortable. Losing every dollar that you had could really humble you. Eating off these streams, man, I can show you what these numbers do. Don't show my emotions, but my girl making me vulnerable. Overcoming poverty to help the ones that's under you. You get a different vibe inside. You know, like every other state got so-and-so city university so-and-so yeah. state university except for chicago chicago you can't it feels like if you come to chicago you can't like really rep chicago to the fullest like if you if you're from georgia you can always go to georgia you can go to georgia state you from alabama of course you go to alabama you from la you from louisiana Walls or whatnot, you you can you can go to Xavier or LSU or right. something. Ain't no no name like that. But with Chicago, you can't you can't. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where yeah, there is a school with it, but it ain't you know. It ain't no. It ain't no like. What can I say? Uh, a household name if it's not right. you of our kids. Like everybody know you going to Champagne for school, like you know it's like the main school. You got that and you got like Illinois, Illinois University. But the University of Illinois is like the only school. Cause I get it, like if you if you go to Illinois because you want to put on the whole state, but sometimes you if you're from Chicago and you know, you know, if, if you're from Chicago and you really want to, you love your city like that. Because I ain't, I ain't met a nigga from Chicago that don't love Chicago to the fullest. Everybody. So you you from Chicago and you get to that next level, you got a hope and pray that, that you can make it to the NBA to halfway, you know, maybe a Red the Bulls or something like that. And it's like, it's like you, you, if you go through a lot of these NBA rosters, well, you're going to find a fight. I don't even know how many teams it is in the NBA. How many teams is it? It might be like, I don't know, like maybe 17 teams or something like that. You gonna, like, just as far as, like, just the main teams in the NBA. I don't know the exact number of how many teams it is in the league. Oh, like, 30, I think it's 30, 32. 32? Out of the 32, you gonna find at least good 20 teams with players from Illinois. If not from Chicago, but from Illinois. Like, what's his name? Van Fleet. This man from Rockford. <laughs> Don't, man, if anybody know how Rockford is, bro, Rockford is like, it ain't no ghost town, but it's not known for nothing. For real. But this man to go win a championship, you from Rockford is crazy. Like, I would encourage anybody from from the state of Illinois or Chicago. That's the thing. Like I, like, I think nowadays y'all don't really get y'all respect when it comes like basketball. Like it feels like y'all be getting like 
I guess passed over. Mm-hmm. When when folks bring out these long lists of the amount of talent that comes out of these states, like everybody goes straight to California, they go to New York, they go to well, I ain't gonna say Florida's a good basketball school. I think Florida's made like football. But in terms of basketball, it's it's hard to not bring Chicago in that conversation. Yeah. It's you gotta think about it, bro. That's where like the Bulls were originated is when Michael like really like created his legacy. So it's like it's hard for this city not to be a basketball city. It's just hard. Like you'll be surprised. Like a lot of a lot of guys play Huey football after like seventh eighth grade, you ain't gonna see too much of like high school football. It's always basketball, bro. You're going to be excited to see Simeon play with Whitney Young or, you know what I'm saying, um, Curry or, or Academy play. Like, you're not going to be excited about the football. Like, I think the thing with uh, Chicago and basketball might be as soon as that dynasty was over in Chicago, people started like moving their eyes somewhere else. Because yeah. a lot of folks don't know, well, it might be common sense, but the reason why basketball is so popular in all of these other countries is because of the Bulls. So, like, on top of, you know, Michael Jordan putting on the show every night, because he's like, you know, this, this no matter what arena I'm in, this is like the first time I ever seen me play, so I don't put on a show nonstop. It's still, you know, it's still a team behind that. So it ain't just Michael Jordan and the basketball players. It's the Chicago Bulls. So, of course, you're going to see people like, all right, let me see what Chicago is about. And then you start going into the history of Chicago and looking at, you know, some of these major teams that have played in Chicago and all these big time players. Like, how, like it, it's a bunch of. You know, it's a bunch of niggas' favorite players that came out of Chicago that, you know, they just don't know. Yeah, like, it's a list. It's good. You got what? Kevin Garnett. You got, of course, Pat Beverly. You got, um, Iman Shanker. You got Taylor Horton Tucker. You got, um, Ben Wilson. Like, that, that was, he was basically a mixture of Magic and Jordan. A lot of people, like, a lot of people never got a chance to experience it, but, like, you know, because we weren't born yet, but, like, just hearing about, like, what he did at, at Simeon, you know, just in a few years. Right. Like, you know, so it's it's always, like, a lot of, a lot of legends that, like, people would never, like, hear about or never got a chance to see play, but, like... Because, you know, when they when they did that 30 for 30 uh, about y'all and uh, Simeon, and it was like, you know, because I think that's around the time when Jabari Parker was coming out and everybody had everybody had their eyes back on Chicago because before that it was. Derrick Rose. D. Rose, yep. And D. Rose, he was already big on like YouTube mixtapes and whatnot. So you see blue and gold with him. Of course, you go down to Memphis and and then go crazy with them, even though that's that's a whole another subject. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's just weird. Cause like Chicago is such a I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's a perfect city to do. It's, it's a perfect city for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, 
is is multicultural. Like for instance, like you know, like Atlanta. Atlanta is one of them cities where like anything is is possible in a way. Right. Like it's 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 endless opportunities. Um, creativity is on a whole nother level. Like. like you think about it, bro. Our, our two cities intertwine so much. You got so many people that move from Chicago to Atlanta. Right. And literally, like, not skip a beat, bro. And, like, Chicago's the same way. Like, you know, it's a place where you can go thrive. If you really want to, you can go thrive. Right. I think Chicago, I, I know Chicago and Atlanta, it's, like, it's one of them places where, like, of course, people got their differences in all types of aspects, but it's, it's they some of them places well. Like if you from them, it's always gonna be that bond of seeing other people flight. It's always a, a pride about yeah. being from that place. For sure. Like no matter what it is, whether it's music, movies, uh, TV, sports, any of that, when you see somebody from Chicago, they always, you know, it's always like some type of bond. Like even, you know, when you see in the pros, how everybody from Chicago is, all, is always linked in with each other, no matter what teams they play for, they always kind of, you know, always close together. Cause I guess they, they know that that shared struggle. Or trying to get, you know, as much as you love Chicago, the ultimate goal with most folks in Chicago and even in, you know, in Atlanta would not is to, you know, get away. Yeah, that's the issue. That's the main thing. I just, I can say this though, like, just like about Atlanta is, it's different from, I guess you can put Atlanta and LA in the same boat because a lot of people who are from Atlanta, they stay. But still thrive like that's one city like you always see that in, in other cities right you know like you said a lot of people always you know once they get that one opportunity they gone and that's how it's supposed to be but it's like Atlanta is, is different because it's like bro I can thrive be successful do whatever I want to do and still be home based like I ain't got to leave I ain't got to go nowhere right like that's that's the thing I like about Atlanta the most because it's like you know of course, it's overpopulated because everybody running in, but like, <laughs> man, you tell it, bro. Like, it was it, even if we was there, it was still a, it was such a over crowded place where just a bunch of transplants were coming, and it was like, I right, man, I can see because folks got it bad on both ends. Because you got to remember, when Katrina hit, like, when Katrina hit, I'm pretty sure every southern state got an influx of Cajun and French-speaking niggas that that was annoying. Yeah. And it was real bad in Atlanta, but, uh, you know, got it from that. And then, of course, from everybody seeing, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Black Hollywood. You know, rent is cheap. We see it on TV. Oh, it's it's the 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 high spot of music. Yeah. Basically, you come here, you know, you you can kind of pop off in all types of different ways. So now it's kind of like, I right, this the city is turning in a way that a lot of people who have been there for years and years they always say, you know, I, I, you know, I miss the old Atlanta because it, it's it doesn't feel the same because yeah. that type of I guess respect the culture for some things just is not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, like man. It's, it's, it's definitely a melting pot. I think it's been a melting pot even before a lot of people started moving. Just, um, but I can agree. Like, for instance, like the old Chicago, like, we always get known for being 
city of gangsters and, and just bad rep. Right. But like I know for sure, like how Atlanta is, like how you see like the thugs, how you see the the tips or you know, just like your local celebrities who also you know who who also is known like, you know, in the national eye. Like for instance, like seeing Lupe and seeing like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Seeing Born J and them like this is like Dang, you know, we don't get that too much anymore because it's like the last time I was home, um, it was like the mid, the mid July, mid July, like you know, just the vibes of the city, of course, have changed, you know, due to the violence and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of stuff changed to where it's like you don't even get the same. The same feeling like when I go back home. It's it's a whole different feeling. I'm happy to be back, but like sometimes I just like just you, you kinda as soon as soon as you cross some state lines, it's like a I now a bunch of rules I didn't have to abide by before. Now yeah, it's yeah. kinda I I kinda really gotta be on my P's and Q's now, cause you know, if no matter what, man, it's always just kinda like that feeling of, of just Danger. Yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 a thing that nobody in any city at this point, bro, because can't even just put Chicago, you know, at the top of the list anymore. Right. It's just I think we just like like you said, we're just living in different times. That's that's basically what it is. Like we're living in different times, to where um, the bare minimum. Now was extreme to us back then, as far as just how you gotta move and you know the do's and don'ts. Back then, when we were younger, like it was like okay, cool, like you know we know things going on, but like we know we kids, like we ain't into that. Yeah. Now it's like kids, they thinking militant to the world, like. I'm not. I'm not 12, 13. I'm. I'm, I'm moving like I'm 23. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Instead of going outside and and just doing regular kid shit, now I'm. I'm at attention at all times because yeah. you know this is what's you know taught to me. You know, because probably somebody older than me was in the same position and had somebody next to them that was kind of, you know, not really into it, not really, you know, all the way, you know, knowledgeable about what was what was happening around them and then see them fall off or see something happen to them. And they like, all right, I know how that feel with that person. I ain't, I, I ain't trying to let this happen to you. So let me instill this to you in a young age to, to make sure that you know, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, just how life in this certain situation has to go. Yeah, you you can have all your other, you know, you can, you can have other stuff, but in this situation right here, in this spot right here, this is how it has to be. Yeah, and um, it's just you know, like even thinking in future reference, like you know, when we do have kids, it's like. I was telling my girl today, I was like, man, what's going to happen in the next 10 years Like with our kids? Because like, if it's like this now, you know, it, it makes you wonder, like, bro, what's going to happen? Like, when we get in our 30s and my kids are teenagers, you know, it's... Because it's- even now, bro, it's like, you know, shit is wild now, but at the end of the day, some niggas still do got morals. Yeah. You see the, the generation behind us coming up, and it's like... 
ain't seen a moral in in, in ten miles. Well, it ain't ain't a moral, ain't a conscience, none of that. It's just kind of you know. I ain't gonna say Wild West, because even in the Wild West, they still had boundaries and respect to certain things. But you know, it's just. And I know sometimes when I when I go on this rant, I sound like you know, old man, get off my porch, because <laughs> it's like. Like with me, man, I think as much as I love the internet and how everything being connected is a plus, you know, you get to learn about so many new things. It's also a detriment, man, because like some stuff should not be, you know, some stuff should always be regional to me. Yeah. Right. And I know, you know, it might sound kind of backwards, but like I'm, I, I, me personally, I miss the days when certain stuff was locked to regions. Like when, like for instance, with y'all, why, like a person who ain't never stepped foot, and, and it's, it's something so small, but like somebody who ain't never stepped foot in Chicago, and I see it almost every day working at a shoe store. Somebody who ain't never stepped foot in Chicago, don't know anything about Chicago culture. Why are you walking ahead and ask me for a PSG face of Why? <laughs> why, bro? What, like, I know 20, what, let me see, 20. Cause it wasn't. I know it was her who first started using that. The only person I I, I can't take that away from. You. Cause I know, like sometimes you like I would ask certain kids like why why you calling G Fazos? And of course the first thing they'll tell me, oh yeah, cause I started using because of Keith. I'm like Keith, he, Keith wasn't saying that. I was saying that. <laughs> Uh, like, no, on top of like Keith was saying that on top of that, Keith was Keith came out what 2010, 2011? Keith, first time I heard Keith rap was 20, getting to 2010, going into 2011 all the time. Like, like, people don't know, bro. Like, you know, they they name, you know, the low. White Air Force One under, you know, after one of his his homes, right. which uh, you know, his name was Phazon, so you got Phazon, Phazo for short. Cool, like Herb and them hood, like he from Terratown. That's like over east, like far over east, not too too far from Lake Shore. That was their thing. That wasn't a city thing. That's what they were calling. It. Now once Herb got to. You know, stardom. That's when it blew up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's when it blew up, and it's like, you know, I don't even get bothered by it no more. Cause like, I ain't, I ain't from over east. I ain't from Terrytown. Right. You know, I know people over east, but like, you know, I don't get offended by it. But it just, it sounds so goofy to me. Cause I'm like, bro, y'all just, bro, like, young niggas latch on to anything they deem popular, bro. They just, they run, not, not only do they run into the ground, they run with it until it's, it's lost. Any meaning, and that's why I be that's why I be saying, bro. I wish certain things would, would stay regional. Like, why you ain't never been to Florida? Why you calling people jit, bro? Jit. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we like, hey, bro. You ain't never been to Florida. Why you calling? Why why you calling anybody jit, bro? Like, man. Like, I'm gonna say this, bro. Atlanta, y'all came up with the probably most used statement. No cap. Every when I say no, no cap, no kizzy. No kizzy. When I say when they hit, I ain't gonna say the internet. When they hit the air, 
because it like it spread like wildfire, but it was like nobody ever used the word cap. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, you just look at it. It's like cities who, who you know, in a way, didn't have their own type of style, didn't have a, you know, their own type of slang. It's like they latched on to, to Atlanta, Chicago. Atlanta, Chicago, and New York. You know, like, niggas weren't saying word to my mother, B. Like, niggas weren't saying, niggas were saying B. B, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna be honest. I ain't start saying B until I watched Paid in Full. When I heard Cam, B, you know what I'm saying? Niggas get shot every day, B. Like, I was just like, dang, that's kind of cool. The only time I wanted to say B, because, you know, niggas know I'm a, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, yeah. and it's kind of hard, you know. <laughs> It's, it's hard watching anything Nick related that ain't central to New York. So of course you hear it nonstop, and I think I tried to use it for like maybe a month when I was young, and I was like, "This sound, it sounds so unnatural." Yeah. Like, like even now, bro. Like when I was talking to some of the young niggas, bro, and, and now and then they call me twin. I'm like, I, I get it, I, I get it, bro. I get it. I, I 100 understand why you calling me like when you calling me twin. <laughs> When we just met, you already called me gang. Like I, I get it, bro. I, I 100 understand. Just know I'm not gonna say it back because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Like I don't know if it's age or I don't, or I don't know if it's just age or if I'm just certain and you know I'm already baked into my vocabulary or whatever it's gonna be. Yeah, I ain't got time to add new new words to it. I mean, man, y'all. Mm. Atlanta shifted the culture again. Like, like I ain't never heard niggas say like, "Hey, you time out." That's boy. When I say, bro, like, bro, I remember texting because I don't say talking about. I'll, I'll anytime anybody who's ever texted me know that anytime I say talking about, I always just type. I always type it talking about because that's that's just how it was. Like that's how I know how to say it. And for the longest, I said the folks and they just they didn't know what I was saying because because I get it. Some folks say it a different way. I you know whenever I say this, T A L M B O U T. Yeah. Some folks just say T O M B O T. Talking about, but it's just I don't know, man. There's it, just some slang, bro. Like even. I don't know, bro. It's it's so weird, man. It's like that's that's not, that's one of the few things I hate about the internet, bro. Because it's like it gives people so much access. It gives yeah, it gives people so much access and makes them so comfortable with some with stuff they just shouldn't be comfortable with. And it's like, man, it, 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 it's like you go to every state. It's something unique about it. I don't know, like you know, it's it's never a time where. I go to Bamba or something and I like don't see anything uh distinctive about Alabama because Bama got their own type of, you know, swag, whatever, even though it's literally what five miles away from where we are right now in Mississippi. 
but it's something always unique about it. And it's just, I don't know, like, what makes y'all like really just, hey, I need to just see what's going on Chicago. But like you said, like, internet has given so much access to everything else. Like, fancies, bro. If academics would have never started the whole war on Chicago thing, bro. It would I honestly I don't even think she, trying to see. Cause I don't even think we'll be where we at right now in in certain in certain aspects if it wasn't for that. Cause I feel like the same thing like with Atlanta, right? Like like Atlanta had their own like fan base, like you know, you had basically you had Outcast, you had Goody Mob. Let me even get to like Monica Usher. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like when it came to like mainstream, yeah. like you know, everybody had their own folks that they were listening to. But it's like I don't know. It's it feels like a type of oversaturation almost because it's like. You know, of course, you got all your main artists, all your mainstream artists that y'all on top of the charts that actually are successful commercially. And then you got everybody else underneath that's kind of, I, you know, I guess you could say quote unquote underground, even though I don't think underground exists anymore. Cause, yeah. you know, underground is legitimately just somebody you had to, I guess you say like, like, like word of mouth. Like, you don't know that I'm listening to them unless. I tell you, I right, this who this is. Like, like for instance, like I play you a song, and you know, you don't, it's a song you really like, but you don't know who it is because they not immediately recognizable. For instance, like this, it's it's two thousand. Let me see, because I I can give you a perfect example. Is when I moved uh, when I moved here to do I want to say seventh grade. And Walk Flock was huge. Like you couldn't, you couldn't go any, any, you couldn't go anywhere, like any ten foot distance, without somebody playing some Walker, like some, any type of BSM, none of that. Yeah. And then when I move here and I start playing certain things, and niggas looking at me like I'm crazy, like what is this? Like who is this? And it's like in my mind, I'm like, how you on a Walker Flocker? But then you got to remember, Walker Flocker at that point is local. Yeah. Like, you know, same way with like rich kids. Like, for people that that, that know me, I, I love rich kids. I put rich kids on any day of the week. Like, rich kids ain't never aged. Rich kids hasn't aged poorly to me at all. Like, the fact that I can still go back and enjoy their first songs that they, that they was first making, like, they just came out of date. But you show a certain type of person, I listen to everybody eat bread. And then eat three songs deep. And because of that, that culture difference, you don't understand it. You don't understand why we like it so much. You don't, you don't understand why, why folks are so in love with the futuristic era. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how it is. Like, even... Even with 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 drill, like that's one thing I say, man. Like, it ain't that many places that can come up with a genre, like a full genre. Like, it ain't that many people that can say they they came up with a genre. Have everybody take at least one term, uh, one turn trying to bite it, and it's and they never do it better. Never do it better, yeah. Because UK drill, I don't count that. Because as much as I love Skepta. 
that yeah you can't drill no, well, it, let, me, let me rephrase that because I was talking about grime well Skeptical is grime UK drill is different from grime whereas grime is actually halfway decent UK drill is terrible yeah see like I never heard it that's like, my first time really hearing it. like hearing grime because I never heard of like of course I always I don't know why I always consider Skeptical as a, as a drill rapper but I never knew he had like it was a certain genre, and that, and that's that's the testament of Skeptic because like Skeptic was able to transition because largely grime is kind of I ain't gonna say like a dead art, but folks prefer UK drill now. So for him to be able to transition properly over into UK drill and not miss a beat and people still look at him in that high regard, you know, I still respect that. But you know, yeah, UK drill. You got New York Drill, which depending on who you ask, New York Drill is either the best music in the world or the worst. In my opinion, I hate New York Drill. I just think, man, it's, I get it. Man, I get it. I think, you want me to be honest? The last nigga who did New York Drill the right way? It's possible. And, and you you can tell because ever since Pop Smoke passed, bro, people have been trying so hard. <laughs> They've been trying so hard to duplicate Pop Smoke, and it ain't worked at all. And like, like even even when it comes like 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 Fabio, Fabio is the closest, yeah. and even you know he still falls a little short to to just the quality of, of what Pop Smoke was putting out. But my name with you with NY Drill. It's like it's the accent, bro. It don't feel natural. Like you, I don't know, man. Like I, I can listen because I don't. I don't know. I know sometimes when folks you know talk about some genres and whatnot. They like to say, "Yeah, Chicago drill." No, it ain't Chicago drill. It's drill. It's drill. Yeah. Ain't no such thing as Chicago drill, man. Cause you, you, I'm not putting no name in front of the niggas that made it. Yeah. Like it's it, it's your art. Like man, I can say like. Like just experiencing like just that whole movement and it's it's still going on to today, but like just experiencing it from man, from the King Louis to you know what I'm saying, man. I was, hey, shout, bro, shout out to King Louis. Look, King Louis don't get as as much respect as he deserves. Man, he don't, bro. Like, man, like Louis. It was a point in time, man. Louis couldn't do no wrong with me. It was just like, <laughs> man, who, man, who you tell, bro? I, I used to run Val Venus on loop. Bro, Val Venus used to be my favorite song of all time, bro. I, I couldn't stop playing Val. That beat, bro. I don't lie. I'm vibe. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like Jeep music, bro. I was bumping all the Jeep music, but like, like Louis was. He was before I say before like Herb and Bibby like got going, bro. He was the hardest drill rapper from over east, hands down, bro. You know, before before him it was supposedly his homie, his homie Pat Man. Yeah. Um, he was more like you know he was a rapper too, but like he was more like on like the street MC type you know deal. But like man, Louis couldn't do no wrong. Um, Spenzo. Man, I man, shout out to Spenzo, man, folks. Folks, man, 
Spizzo, man. It's it's crazy, like when I think about it, like how deep off into the Chicago rap I was, yeah. like before it really popped off. Cause it was okay, I was listening to King Louie, I was listening to Spenzo, and of course I was listening to um Chance. Yeah. Cause Chance got uh, Chance and uh I wanna say Kales. I was yeah. Kales and um uh, uh Mike the Rapper. I was I was real big fans of this. And then that random day in what 2011, 2010, where well, I don't like drop. And it, as commercial as 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 commercial, I ain't gonna say commercial, but you, you, you kind of gotta say commercial. As commercial as that song is now, it's crazy how that song like just took over. I mean, at the time, like I don't know who, I don't know who was telling Keith like. Look, this is the perfect time. I don't know who's telling him, Chop, whoever like was part of that. I don't know who was telling him like, bro, this might be the perfect time. Or maybe nobody ever told him. It was just, it was just written already. But when that song dropped, man, the world stopped, bro. The entire world stopped. From it's crazy, like every every part of that beat, every part of that song is like legendary. Yeah, from the young Chop drop. Fredo in the cut, that's a scary sight. The the video is oh like it's it's crazy, man. Like I can tell you, I had don't like the two songs that I that I had in heavy rotation. Like once I got past that that King Louis wave, because I was still a big fan of Chance before whatever happened with him happened. Yeah. It was don't like of course uh Val Venus and uh this ain't what you want. When this, bro, it's crazy. When this ain't what you want, bro, I had just got a new phone. I got a, I think I got like a Samsung Galaxy. And they, and they, they dropped that phone with like some brand new headphones that like had a, like a bunch of extra bass. So, bro, what I tell you, I think I might have, like, niggas weren't buying CDs back there. But if it had a CD, bro, I would have burned a hole in that CD, bro. Like, I'm gonna say this, bro. Man, Dirt, that nigga been rapping for like 20 years. And it's, cra- you know, it's, it's crazy with Dirt, bro. It's like, you, when Dirt was, when, when Dirt was first out, like, he kind of came and went. Because it was just in what you want. It's Ale's anthem. You know, it was, it was like, I right, like, fade Dirt. It was cool. Like, because he had the dreads at first, then he cut them. And then that's when he dropped this thing, what you want. And then, of course, Chief Keith shot to the moon and was kind of overshadowing everybody else. Of course. So Dirk just kind of fell to the wayside. And then, what was it, 2016, 2017, he just kind of started back building back up his name? Yeah, like when he started dropping like, um, like love songs for the streets and stuff like that, like, I think that was around the time when he's like, he's really started like, you know, focusing on a new dirt, like reinventing himself. Yeah. Because, man, I say like the first dirty song I heard was, um, I'm gonna hit it by myself. Man. Smirk, man. <laughs> look, look, folks, you know, it's love. Everybody got to start from somewhere, bro. That song was, I ain't gonna lie. Folks, he was, you know, he was, he was talking with like, I was like, bro, who is this nigga for? Like, I'm like, bro, like, 
real, like, like real deal. Like, a lot of these artists, they were known before, you know, they they got their stardom and stuff, like, just locally. Like, you know, I knew people who was over there from normal. Like, you know, but I ain't, I ain't never running to Dirk and Dirk. Like, Dirk might be, like, four years older than me. Like, something like that. So, like, of course, I never, like, really ran with his crowd or his his age of people, but, like, man, we ain't know him for no rap until, like, you know, like, until I heard that song, I'm like, wow, like, and then, um, when he dropped L's anthem, bro, I remember, bro, my mama had just caught that Cadillac, bro. <laughs> man, I bust both speakers out, them, out the driving passes, though, just, that's all I played, bro. It's, like, I think the only way you could kind of explain it for somebody that wasn't there. It's kind of like how Detroit is in its way now. Because Detroit, like, when, when when Chicago really popped off, of course, everybody had that moment with, all right, we got to try to, we got to try this Chicago sound. Detroit is in the same way now where I can't, I can't go on no type of app without hearing some type of, you know, and it's weird because like Detroit and Oakland, their music it shares so many similarities. Same bounce, cadence, not cadence. I say bounce. Sometimes yeah, cadence, the same, the same bounce, and it's crazy. Like, man, like this is when I start to turn around on my arguments for the internet. Cause when I was in middle school, I was listening to NHT boys and and uh, Roach Gigs over in Oakland, you know, all the way in Georgia. It's like, you know, on top of of course Trevor Porter and everybody else. And I'm like, bro, I love this music so much. But then it turns into a, you know, all right, it's a little too out there, you know. The slang is a little different. Can't can't really vibe with the slang all that much. So I'm gonna just stick to what I know, and then just kind of leave it alone. Don't really mess with it like that. And then first time I tried to get into Detroit music, um, I started listening to Band Game. They had a song called Cosign. And I, I love that song to death. Uh, <laughs> you better hurry up and kill us for these labels come and sign us. That bruh, like I think I think I may have heard it. I heard it on like a, a documentary. I think it was a um, I think it was on Vice. I think they did a it was either Damn, I can't remember. I can't remember what the focus was. It might have been they were doing something for Big Sean and they were focusing on Detroit or everybody else. Um, or it might have been when they was doing the uh they I think they were following around uh, Dex Osama. Okay. And then of course they was like, all right, he go everybody else in, in, in the surrounding area. So I was like, all right, let me get this this sound. Band game, they co-sign. It dropped when when it yeah, it dropped when I was in college, man. I, I ran to death, played it nonstop, walking to a front class. And I was like, all right, it's hard, but yeah, it's still, you know, I ain't I ain't reach out and, and try to experiment with nobody else. Not knowing that the niggas I listen to now, they were still making music. Yes. Man. Like going like if I take uh one turn to the level to the right, I could easily be listening to uh, Vezo, like, cause he even, you know, before he got locked up, he was he was dropping shit back then. Him, Peasy, Peasy, you know, just the whole team Eastside, like, they were dropping music, bro. Also, I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna ruin Peasy for you for the rest of your life. Hold on, bro. Tell me why Peasy sound like John Wall. 
John Wall. John Wall. Like the basketball yeah. player. Listen to John Wall talk and go listen to a Peasy song, bro. You 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 <laughs> never not gonna be able to unhear it, bro. Bro. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you, bro. Listen to any type of John Wall interview and then go listen to a Peasy song. And they bro, they sound like twins, bro. I got to, bro. <laughs> bro. And bro, it's crazy. Like as much as I like Peasy music, I can't stop seeing it. You just hear John Wall. John Wall right here. That's crazy. I ain't know. I got to. I, got, I really got to see now. <laughs> bro, when you when you hear it, you don't like because it's it's so hard to ignore. Yeah, I say most folks, and with with Rio, anytime you bring up Rio in like a Detroit top five, every every Detroit nigga around you will correct you, and they'll be like, "He he from Flint, bro. He he from Detroit." It's like I, I get it, man, but come on, bro. Like, but uh, I think a lot of people have Sada because he kind of like when Black Party dropped, that kind of brought everybody over because Black Party was hard. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, of course, we both can agree because I think, like, I think I might have met you around that time for sure. And, like, Sean dropped Finally Famous. Bro, that intro? Well, actually, actually, when we got cool. Yeah. Because, like, not even when we got cool. When we, when we really started hanging with each other, because I'd known you, like, before, like, back at, back at the bus stop. Yeah. Uh, cause I know, um, cause it, it we used to ride the bus. It was me, you, Justin, Tashik, and the rest of them. Yeah. And I remember you used to wear that, uh, that, that, that Ford jacket. Man, <laughs> look, let me tell you. <laughs> man, my great, man, my granddaddy, bro, that man retired from Ford. And I just like, when I got here, he just gave me a box of stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> It's like no disrespect, but like, <laughs> man, boy, I had some humbling times when I moved it. But like, you had that Ford jacket, and that was that, for some for some reason that was everybody go like when everybody started joking. That was everybody first, first move. <laughs> but no, man. uh when we started really getting cool was I say twenty eleven. Yeah, cause we had we had McKellar together. Who class was it? I think we might have had a class on together. Or I think it was Brandon. Cause I was cool with Brandon. And then of course you was cool with Brandon too. So and then that bridge and then that's that's just how everything popped off. Man, but she was like she like when we got cool, it was just like it was always like things. I'm trying to see we had what we had more than one class together because we had Miss Wright together. Remember it was like um who I was. No, I had, I had Miss Wright with Brandon. You used to just come to class though. Or yeah. I used to come to class. It was one or two. I was probably somewhere skipping the class and coming to them. Like, but yeah, bro, like man. But like as far as like Detroit rappers, bro, like my top one, like like I said, I can say Sean really brought in a new age from, you know, the whole Eminem era 
and I guess you could say, uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Some Brown. Oh, Daddy Brown. Yeah, like you know, like Sean said that 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 narrative of like you know Detroit still player. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. You had to be a different type of nigga to listen to Danny Brown. Cool. When he dropped, because I, I started listening to Danny Brown when he dropped Triple X, because that was back when he was on uh, live mixtapes, that pill. Mm. You know, when he didn't have an app to go to, like we had to go log in and <laughs> go, go just find some music to listen to. So I heard uh, Danny Brown, and I went and looked into him, and he, his whole history with 50 Cent and the rest of them, and I was like, all right. Then, of course, I was already a big fan of Big Sean, because, you know, uh, he was, of course, he was good music. So, of course, you know, I was listening to that whole camp. He dropped Finally Famous 3, which still is top. Even though, you know, some of Sean's music ain't aged properly. I ain't gonna lie. It's he, it's a bunch of his stuff that's kind of like, eh. But Finally Famous 3, it's one of it's timeless. Is that the one with that, uh, yeah, it's a uh, high rise. Boy. And it was it was a bunch of, it was the music was hard. He was working with uh good music. On top of that, he was working with uh Tisa and them. Yeah. So of course he you know this back when I when I'm first getting into fashion. So I'm seeing him wearing the Taz Arnold, the full the full MCM jackets. He got on the full uh LV Dons and all of that. You know, it's I'm I'm the hugest B. Sean fan in the world. But yeah, I think Sean, uh, he he really opened that door for a lot of people to start getting into it. You know, start, you know, getting into Detroit music, even though, you know, it's a, it's a gap between his sound and most of the Detroit sound. Yeah. Like, it's just, um, it's just he had a place where, like, you can't really go around him and not mention him right. and just uh what like, Detroit music came into now. Yeah, no matter how you feel about Sean, his music now, like you can't tell Detroit rap without Sean. Oh no, you can't bro. Like even on his last album, bro, like for him to have all those artists from Detroit that and it's crazy like he 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 done it before he did a uh and i think it was on final Fantasy three he did the uh, the fat rap the fat raps freestyle with him and i think it was a bunch of just indie artists at that time i think it was like folks don't forget he he put Bodie james onto a lot of folks yeah because Bodie james was on that chip the ripper uh asher roth uh Asher, man, Asher Roth, I don't know, bro. He was, it's rare that you see somebody like they singles or like they were songs and they still like wildly successful. Like, I, no, 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 don't, get, don't get it wrong. I Love College is a, is a great song. But then you 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 focus so much on that. You forgot he got a gangster grill mixtape, bro. Like to even say that says a lot because not only this is at a time when DJ Drama, like as far as him man your mixtapes was at an all time high. Right. Like so for you to get that, it ain't like you just you know they might his label might have the money or he might have the money to 
to get him on it, but still though, for somebody to consider doing it, like he was, I don't know what happened, bro. I, like let alone get one, uh, <clears throat> get one drama tape. To get two, two bro. Have yeah, both of them still be kind of hard, but uh, yeah, actually he kind of. He still did his music, but he, I think I, I was watching an interview with his a long time ago. He was talking about like he just kind of he wanted to focus on other stuff. So he, you know, he still enjoyed doing it, but he just kind of wanted to focus on some other stuff, and he just kind of fell by the wayside. And that's the thing, like man, with music, like just like with music, get where I'll say where it was at one point in time. It was like. The artists who were like thriving, of course, which makes sense, they were the most obsessed with, uh, the most obsessed with it. It's like now, it's like it takes just you get in there with an engineer, he just hitting all the right buttons, you know, and oh, okay, now you, you sound up to par. And back then, artist was performing. Now it's just like, you ain't got too many artists that's going to get out there and rock the show. It's just, okay, they might see you. Oh, they're so-and-so. And you just stand there, rap a few songs, stuff like that. It's like, to me, like back then, it was it was more of a, a passion for a lot of people, you know, versus, you know, it's just being... Uh, a get money scheme because that's basically like what what the industry is now, bro. Like, yeah, it's for, like right now for the most part, it feels like like a means to an end. Like it's it's a lot of niggas that that don't really love the music that they put out. It's just kind of like all right, I, my my end goal is to get here, but I, everything else I want to do is not gonna help me get to it. So let's just you know. Cause it's it's you know it's kind of crazy that one thing can like turn everything around. Yeah. Like once on once throwaway song that you never thought people would like really care about, somebody somewhere can hear that song and all of a sudden you are rolling loud. And that's and that's like that's what makes it so in a way. Um. I guess you say addictive, just like just recording. Yeah. Like it just makes it gets to that point to where it's like, okay, like ain't no telling who might hear this, where they might hear it. Like, you know, just even with me, like I'm getting back into a space where like I got the hunger for it again. You know, I used to record here and there, you know, here and there just to record. Just yeah. okay, let me see how this sound, let me see how that sound. Versus like me actually like just getting back into that that feeling like man love of it and the reason why I think I got to that point was um I started seeing the ugly like the, just the ugly side of the business already and I ain't even really like stepped foot in the industry yet so it's like you know that would that would definitely like you know make you think second about it but um. The love of it, of course, is what separates you from wanting the money because truth of the matter is, I might not get a million dollar, two million dollar deal yeah. right off the bat. Somebody might sign me for 15000 15, A lot of people look at me like, boy, you stupid. But it's like every artist, every everybody has a start at a, some some point. 
like uh like that thug sound, bro. Like I had my plan, bro. I just needed some. I, I needed some type of jumping off point. Yeah, I seen him. Mm-hmm. Or I think he signed with like what twenty five thousand. I think so. Like you know, but like you said, he had a plan that he was gonna kill every mixtape he dropped. Endless mixtapes, and he just built leverage, and that's like that's like my biggest thing right now is just building leverage because what you're dealing with is you have somebody who's in a way is culture, yeah, you know, you know, you relocate to somewhere it's not as culture, yeah. So a lot of times, you get the reactions of like, no, you hard. But like a lot of people can't really relate to my music here in a way and 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 just actually tune in. They can sit there and listen all oh, the beat hard, all oh, your lyrics hard, but like everything that I make, I want people to take something away from it or to feel it because you know, and even me, I got back into that like just like it's a it's a time and a place for for flex. But this ain't this ain't what it's about right now. It ain't, bro. Like for the next three minutes and forty five seconds, I'm I'm opening up myself and telling you a part of my story that I'm hoping that yeah, you can relate to in some part. So that when when that when that last second hit, when, when them when them triple zeros hit, you take some away from it and you be like, all right, I relate to that song. Like like I feel like I can listen to this again. I feel like I, I have a connection with this song. I have a connection with this artist because we share some type of, you know, some type of our past. Yeah. Like I know with uh, a lot of um, I've said some strong things about J Cole. Man, I always, I always wondered like, bro, I've had some got against Cole, like. My thing with Alright So largely I ain't gonna lie For the most part My uh, My whole thing with Cole Has kind of been like A running joke Like Yeah It's it's still some feelings there Of like I can't really get into it I'm not really a fan of this But I I At one point I was a huge J. Cole fan Like One of my favorite songs Of all time it's lights, please. And it's because he's got a whole verse that I can listen to no matter what age I am, when, whether it's when I first heard it when I was 14 years old or listening to it now as a 26-year-old man where I can hear it and it relates so much to my life that that's... It's, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, our folks be like, oh, so I'm really not the only person feeling this. Yeah. So hearing him say certain things, it's like, oh, OK, this person that you think, you know, ain't got a problem in the world, got millions, got a, a, a honest life. You wouldn't think that he has certain type of issues that we don't share the same type of trauma. Yeah. And that's that's mainly what Artie is like, just. I know people say artist objective a lot, but it's just putting a piece of you on a piece of paper in the booth or anything and having that relate to somebody or resonate with somebody so that they feel like, okay, I can come back to this. Yeah. And um that's that's what um in a way that's what the industry like low key don't don't like. They want something that's quick. Easy, catchy, um, something that ain't got too much substance because they feel like as if it has too much substance, then 
it's not profitable. And I'm glad that we got the Kendricks and the Coles, you know, um, even with me, bro, like Jada Kiss. A lot of people don't consider Jada Kiss as top three. Yeah, when you, when you see everybody's top 10 list and you don't see kissing. Kiss, bro, I've never, like, in my life heard of one bad, one bad verse. Even if it's something that that doesn't sound like Kiss can be on, he hold his own every time, bro. From from the Reeboks commercial, him and AI, that man ate that verse up. So much the way he made like literally AI was like, man, I gotta drop a verse. You know what I'm saying? Bro, this man, like literally, he stood. Not not even make him say, I gotta drop a verse. I gotta do what you do. Crap. I I got I gotta build a second career. Like, yeah, man. And it's great, like, it's good that after that verses, people kind of started to wake up and look at him more as, as or see his importance in the art form. But it's like that, like it, it took y'all this long to recognize that they kiss is that important. I'm gonna tell you, bro, like when when more people caught on to, to kiss, like after like, you know, the kiss of devs and like, you know, those albums that he came, you know, came out with before. Yeah. When him and Fab started doing like the Freddie versus Jason thing, bro. It was over with, bro. It was just like Cause for a lot of folks, Kiss was just the funny laugh dude. <laughs> <laughs> like for a lot, for a lot of folks, anytime somebody thought about Jada Kiss, the only thing that came to their mind was, "Oh, he he the ball dude that laughs funny." That's it. And I'm like, how do y'all like, like you know? And it goes again to like just culture, like how you were raised, what you know, what you brought up on, and that's cool. But like when people get in these conversations and talk about no disrespect, man, why? <laughs> Disrespect to Jeezy because Trap took hip hop to a whole different level. Yeah. When you start putting them your top tens is all time, I'm not trying to hit it. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. But Jeezy, top 20 for sure. Gucci, influence wise, top 20 for sure. Just off of the influence. Gucci has gotten better with his with his lyrics. Yeah. He he's like literally at a point where he piecing it together very well. I be I view Gucci and them like like Mike Vick. <laughs> like like statistically, yeah, it ain't all the way it ain't all the way there. But in terms of what he did for the culture, yeah. Um, the type of impact he had on everybody surrounding him, you gotta you gotta put him up there. Yeah. And and that's just like how I look at kids. You gotta think about it, bro. Like him and the locks came in at a time where New York was and has always been the birthplace of hip hop. They came in at a time where New York was the big dog in hip hop mm-hmm. to where you had, you, you think about it, you, you coming down the era with, with uh, Bad Boy, with Rough Riders, with. Uh, I guess you could say Wu Tang at the time too, because they they was in like the the mid nineties, late nineties. Um, so many of these like artists and rap groups. It was at a time where your top five literally were all coming out of New York. If it wasn't Pop, like Pop was probably the only one that wasn't just 
in like New York. And even at the end of the day, he's from New York. Hawk is a New York artist. This is great. Like it was just like you cannot go nowhere without hearing New York and hip hop. And kids contribute to that, bro. Like he did. Like low key, like behind the scenes. But even forefront wise, like, man, he he's like one of the only people that I can say like that's still somewhat relevant to this day. Still holding his own, and I just don't really see no nobody else other than Hov. We, we. Oh man, Hov. All right, let me let me just say this. Hov, I might not agree with everything Hov does outside of booth. <laughs> Promise I don't. And that's that's a discussion for another day. But inside the booth, I'm gonna always get Hov's flowers because you know Hov is. His ability to, I ain't gonna say change with the times, because Hove, he's, uh, I think the few times he tried to experiment, it didn't feel natural because he was trying to do so much other shit. Yeah. But when he when he finally finds his groove in the RA, I can keep on kind of I can kind of keep up with the times and still and still get my shit off. Yeah. You know, he's still up there. Like, like you said, like for him to. In a way, even when he did take a break somewhat, he still didn't miss, miss a beat. You know, whether if it was, okay, I might not be at the peak of my career, but like, I'm finding artists who who turn around to be, you know, people who change the culture. Like, you know, he it's like, man, it, it's like, okay. That, that Rockefeller, uh, family tree is so crazy, bro. We, we, this is what we not finna do because I hear this all the time, even at you know, at the barber shops about oh, Jay Z or the old guy. Oh, he cool. So I don't understand is this, bro. It wouldn't look at this way like Martin Luther King, right. Not saying that he was the main reason, you know, um, segregation ended. He was just a vessel. Y'all get to these these deals and y'all talk about, man, I want my masters, I want my royalties, or I want to be independent. You know, other than like the rap a lots and the no limits and the young money as far as independent life. Oh, did this on his own, literally. Like not on his own, but like with his team, bro. And for like everything to fall from just him and Dame to his homies getting locked up, like he still held his own, bro. I, I can't, you can't take nothing away from Hope. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you don't like his music. This man went through the whole, the whole Illuminati thing. For real, like even and even me, I'm gonna be honest. Like when when that first came about, bro, it was weird because nobody knew nothing about it. It was weird because it's like, fam, we getting all of this from YouTube. You getting all of this from from twenty minute blurry YouTube videos from a nigga that don't know nothing they talking about. And it's like you know. Like y'all get to the point where y'all y'all slowing down music videos. Video reversing wow. it, bro. <laughs> y'all slowing down music videos. Y'all playing songs backwards. Y'all magnifying parts of the background to see what certain type of stuff in. Like when the power video dropped, and the first, and 
the first thing I see in my suggestion box is a 30 minute breakdown on how this video is a calling card for the Illuminati. I was like, bro, come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying, bro? It, it, even if y'all listening, uh, you people, pirates, or whatever, man. Look, what y'all do ain't none of our business. As long as y'all let us do what we got to do, it ain't none of our business what y'all do. But like, and like I said, I was one of them people, bro, because it was times where like, I had like, like LeBron, I had Jay-Z like posters in my room. Like, come on, LeBron. But that—that's when I knew it got—it got wild. Cause I—I I think me and Zill talked about this like on one of our first episodes. But like when, when niggas started talking about, I think it was James Harden when he hit a three and then he throw the three up. Like yeah, bro, <laughs> that's a blood sacrifice. Like come on, bro. Like what? What? Number one. Where's you getting this from? Number two, how is you that dumb to believe it, bro? Man, it went to you. You think a six man coming off the bench just did a blood sacrifice and let them know that he ready to join the Illuminati? Bro? For what? <laughs> For what? He just not whatever. What? What? Ten years ago, he just not hitting uh, his major. So you mean tell me he did that for nothing back then? It took ten years for it to kick in, bro. Kick in, bro. Like, like I just think of it as like people in a way they make things that pass their understanding negative. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like things that like, you know, people wanted to do and they felt like okay well I can't do it so I'ma just they doing what I want to do I know they doing something wrong or they doing something weird to get there because I didn't get there like it's 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 just weird because it, it happened one random day and then all of a sudden it just stopped and, and nobody was no I don't know if folks got proved way too many times how dumb it was or they just Got tired of it. It was the thing that was cool. It was always everybody wanted to question everything. When it came to that, like, like I can say, okay, yeah, I might not be in the industry yet, but I never had no situation where I'm recording and I'm just some out of nowhere just come over and I'm just I'm possessed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, what? Man, I, I don't know, man. It's it's so wild, bro. But yeah, that going back to uh when you talking about like back back and forth with list they they top tens and everybody will be coming out of New York. That's it's wild to be how far New York like fell off. And I think it's cause well my main thing is I feel like New York always felt like they was too cool for stuff. They was too cool to reinvent themselves. They was too cool to let new styles come out. Like if it ain't if it ain't boom bap, you know, if it ain't hard down, you know, four verses. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't four verses and all we ain't we ain't re- we you know, we ain't really messing with it. But you look down at Atlanta and you see all of these smooth transitions from outcast to trap to I got to throw it in there. Well, trap 2.0, futuristic. And then you go from that to that's when you see that's when you start seeing the rise of like Thug and, and, and Rich Homie Quan and whatnot. And you see how that sound travels everywhere else. Like, yeah, play still got they they original sound. Well, they still have their own sounds. Yeah. But 
no matter where you was at, when that Atlanta sound was like on top, everybody was trying it. I think the only people that weren't were Cali, because their their music is is so distinct and so different. I wouldn't even say that, because before Rowdy Rich got on, I thought he was an Atlanta nigga. I, you couldn't convince me he was. I didn't. I didn't know that until yeah, probably like two years ago. That's my, my not even two years ago. Like I think he just outright said that he was from California. And I was like, oh okay. Like he a Jordan Downs nigga. Like he from Jordan Downs. And like for him to just be like, because it was weird. I'm watching his videos. I'm like, that don't look nothing like that. Hey, but okay, cool. Like niggas go out to Cali all the time shoot videos. And he was like, man, I'm from Atlanta. Uh, he was like, I'm from um from from Cali. I'm like, stop it, bro. But like, man, it's it's like I don't care what nobody say, bro. Atlanta is the number one place. I'm not even safe for black music. The music in general. Music in general right now to where definitely for the South. The hub for music for the South. Easily, bro. Because even where we are now, like for us to be three and a half hours, four and a half hours away from all of that, it's unbelievable. A lot of people might look at man, you gonna drive four hours away down here. Like, bro, four hours ain't nothing. I gotta be at the source. Your life can change from a four hour drive, you know, just that quick. You know? And that's how it always was, like in terms of the South. It was always Atlanta and I say Memphis. Yeah. And even then, there were still two distinct sounds. Uh, I know some people, you know, when it comes to like Florida, I, Florida is technically the South, but I think it's more like, I think of Texas, I think of Florida the same way I think of Texas. Texas. Like, it's the South, but it ain't really the South. Like, Texas is really the West, and Florida is basically the East. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the map, but still, when I think of the South, I don't think of Florida. You literally think of, like, sometimes I don't think of Arkansas for real, Missouri as a Southern state. Yeah. It's a Middle Eastern state, like, or a Midwest state at that. Like, you know, like you said, like Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. I'm like the main four big states in the, in the South, easily. You know, you, you throw Arkansas in there, because Arkansas country is more, but like, like, I don't know, man. Like, as far as New York, bro, it fell off. Like, like I said, bro, it fell off because niggas was too, they were too cool. It was like, yeah, we not doing that, that, that trash. Uh, 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 we, we not, we not trying to copy what Georgia doing. We ain't trying to copy what Florida doing. We not trying to copy what, what Memphis doing. Cause even for, for a good little minute, Memphis was, Memphis was kind of off the map for yeah. a good little while, but uh, yeah, um, they was too cool for anything. And then by the time they really trying to try to catch up, it was too late. To now, anytime you hear something about New York, it's always a joke about it being boom bap this and boom bap that. So it was just, you know, they kind of they kind of took themselves out the question, and then kind of blamed everybody else for why they weren't around or, or why people didn't take them as serious. So then when they finally come back around to, to being some type of relevant, now it's all right. Now it sounds now it sounds like you experiment too much. Cause of course you got 
in uh, New York drill. But then on top of that, you got the uh, it ain't it ain't really new now, but like the speed up R and B samples that needs to just talking over for the most part. Mm. And it's like either you either you hate it or you love it. And it ain't it's, there's no in between. It ain't no it's alright. Either it's the worst music you ever heard, or it's it's the best music of all time. And that's I feel like that's kinda how how it always is with New York. Like with New York, there's no in between. It was ASAP. Yeah. I, I fucking forgot about the AV saying it. Oh, uh, Joy Badass. With Joe, it's crazy because, like, Joey, he was what they wanted. He he had the sound that they wanted. Like they didn't want to experiment too much off of doing some extra stuff. With Joey, he gave them exactly what they wanted. Like that 1999 yeah. is hard. Like even though it is classic boom bap, like it's hard. But when ASAP popped off, it's like ASAP got popular, and what he was doing was basically taking parts from. Well, not even taking parts. He was pretty much just co-opting Houston. Yeah. And it was like, all right, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna put my spin on Houston. And if it worked, it worked. ASAP is ASAP is so important because like he brought back so much stuff that people had kind of they had put down for so long it was like oh you got braids in in 2010 oh you lame oh you got gold who who really like even though a lot of the stuff that he was trying to bring out it never went away in the south but up north, it was always kind of like they always looked down on you for it. So, of course, the braids, the gold, the drink, and you know, some things better than others. But him uh, being at the forefront of New York rap and being the most popular, putting out a classic tape in uh, Long Live ASAP, which still is like. Again, it's one of them. It's it's one of them classic tapes. It's one of yeah. It's definitely one of those that you can't like that can't be unnoticed or that can't go unnoticed. Cause like I'm my first time hearing what's up, man, bro. It was just like the sound. I, I never heard a sound like that. Just the bass in the song was like everything was just man. blending together well, and for me to like. 
you know, recognize him off that song. I'm I'm proud to say that that was the first ASAP song I heard. Like that, shoot, that drew me in. So I want to say the first ASAP song I ever heard was uh, Purple Swag, mm-hmm. and again it was. Uh, another thing, another positive with the internet. Just scrolling on YouTube, go to my suggested, see what what they think I might like. I see uh, brand new uh, ASAP Rocky Purple Swag. Click on it. Of course, it's all slowed down. I'm from the south. I love I love slow music. The beat is hard. It ain't the most lyrical stuff in the world. But you know, I really I, I can vibe with it. Yeah. Played it nonstop. Then next up, I get Peso, which is more lyrical. Man. The beat is crazy. What's up? It's chill. It's one of the songs you put on at if you waking up at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, you put it, you put it on, put it in the headphones, and just let it rock out. But yeah, man, like ASAP. You know, he changed his focus to other things, but I don't think his importance could ever be downplayed neither. No. They, they'll never be able to take that away from him. Like, just the footprint he left, like, in the game, they'll never be able to take that away. So, like, i definitely say ASAP was, like, definitely part of the change in, like, the last seven years for sure. Last 10 years for sure, just in New York hip hop. Yeah, I think with New York, because uh, you had Boom Bap, you had, I I guess you could say, yeah, kind of Boom Bap 2.0, where niggas was flexing for the most part. Then you had Swag Rap, which in its own, it's such a, a weird rabbit hole to go down. Because that's when you see like the birth of artists like IDK, uh, of course, ASAP, um, that, that, that whole, you know, Ferg and them. And then after that, when uh, ASAP Mob kind of dies down, and you see people like Dave East come out, and he brings a whole nother just kind of uh, style to it. And this one that is more palpable to people, you know, in different areas. Because, you know, for some, for some folks, it, it was hard trying to get into that New York stuff because we so used to everything Southern. We so used to the Atlanta sound. We so used to that uh, Memphis sound. So they we start to kind of open up and listening to, to Dave East, which, you know, he got his his critics and whatnot. But for the most part, I know both of us, we, we were big fans of Dave East. Sure. Like, I, I, I still am. Like, like, it's a lot of new, it's a lot of new artists that I, I like listen to from, from New York. Like, um, like, uh, Neek Bucks. Like, he hard. Like, dude, hard. Um, you know, who else? Because I really don't, like, everything else is just New York drill. And I hate yeah, it, bro. And that's, what, bro that's what I be saying, man. It ain't, they I, they go all the way into it. Like, it ain't no, all right, this, this sub-genre gonna be big for, like, a couple of months. This one gonna be big. No, they... When something is hot in New York, they all do it. They all do it nonstop. And it's just, it, it, it takes over and it's like, all right, now this, you know, this is getting old. Y'all ain't really developing it. And so it's getting very bland to a point where now anytime somebody bring up New York drill, 
they bring it up in a negative way because it's like, yeah, everybody's doing it and it's all trash. Like, just from... Don't get me wrong. New York, you guys have been the staple of dances. You got to think about from chicken noodle soup. <laughs> I'm guessing she was from New York. I hope she was. Oh, I think, I, I think, I think she, she was from New York. Okay. Chicken noodle soup to the Harlem Shake. Who wasn't doing a Harlem Shake from like 02 to like 2005? The Harlem Shake. As far as dance-wise and choreography-wise, y'all are number one. Don't get me wrong, because Atlanta got a lot of dick. Like, I, I was going to say, man, like, it's a reason. It's a reason why Snap Music took off, bro. Yes. Like, boy, you got to think about it. Bro. Snap Music was hard on its own, but then you add the fact that everybody their mama had to have a dance to go with something. Man. Man. Cause, cause that's when we was growing up, bro. Everybody had, everybody had to crank that, bro. Every, crank that Batman, crank that car, crank what up, like crank that Michael Jackson, Jackson, crank the RoboCop, bro. Bro, it was like, <laughs> all right, so we, so all right, so when we talking about cranking that, man, we taking, we taking Big Jaco out the, the conversation of this, cause they can't take nothing away from him, man. The only the only thing we can take away from Soldier Boy is the fact that he don't know where he from. He know where he from. He don't know where he from. He don't know where he from. The the only constant in Soldier Boy's career is the fact that he was the first to do a lot of stuff. The first man, bro. I had bro I had a conversation right about um some local rapper from here. Uh, name like Hydro or something. Hydro Hydro something. It might maybe just be hydro. But so he did an interview with uh with my boy D Nell and he was just like, Man, you know, I was the first rapper on YouTube. So we like he like, man, so the boy Kevin. I'm the first rapper on YouTube. You can go say my name. And and true enough, what 2006, like as soon as YouTube started, like this is what I don't understand, right? As many great artists that come from Mississippi, as many people that that did everything first from the state of Mississippi and then went somewhere else and blew up, right? Or blew up. What do you think is the problem? Just for us to not be, or for us to not have our own musical hub to where it's like. If you're from Jackson, if you're from Columbus, West Point, Starkville, Meridian, Tupelo. It, it's simple. It's that escape mindset. Like, the reason why a lot of people keep telling everybody who's from it, who lives here, that as soon as you get any type of money, any type of opportunity to leave. And that's something I didn't have to, to, to fight in my own because... You know, I said, like, all right, I'm 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 gonna get ID off the ground, and then I'm move base and take it somewhere else, which ultimately don't really make sense. Cause if I make my name here, if my fan base is here, if I know that people here are gonna support any and everything I put out, then why am I then as soon as I get on? Uprooting everything and leaving, so now they don't have anything there. So that's that's ultimately what it is, and also it's it's I want to say Mississippi has a bad case of FOMO, like in terms of 
sounds. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Mississippi has its own sound, right? Like any true homegrown born in Mississippi, from Mississippi, live your whole life in Mississippi, has its own sound. Yeah. We pull so many things from so many other states. Yeah. Like that's 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 true, bro. Like I I think I told I told Brandon, I was like, man, Mississippi hasn't created a sound to where it's like okay, it's not Memphis, it's not Atlanta. I think well, I think the other person that created a sound for Mississippi from Mississippi was David Banner. Easy. And easily, bro. That was his first two albums are incredible. Like Mississippi the album one or two. Still to this day, incredible. But like most things, he got on and kind of just dipped out. And it was like, all right, you know, now there's a void. Now, not many people can duplicate that type of sound. So now we got to go kind of, kind of look out to go find something else. You know, like we're uh, a, we're a melting pot that's not working properly. Like we pull so much, pull from Florida. You pull from Florida, you pull from Chicago, because ultimately Mississippi and Chicago are linked. Yeah. Anybody from Mississippi has family in Chicago. Anybody from Chicago has family in Mississippi. So you pull from Chicago, you pull from Atlanta, you pull from Memphis, you pull from Florida. But it's something missing that people just can't seem to find a way to put it all together. And I, you know, I don't know what it is. I I don't know what that is like when I think of your music I don't think of it as pulling inspiration from all these other certain cities you take your life from Chicago and you just use your southern influence and you put it together to make some of the music that you do and you can hear it right and largely it makes for some really good music but I think that a lot of artists in Mississippi have that same problem of just when you pull from so many other things, you end up still not knowing who you are. Who you are, yeah. And um and it's 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 one of the things where it's like it's like the the hamster in the wheel effect. Cause it's like you constantly like you running yourself, you like, okay, all right. I sound good. Okay, cool. But it's like, like someone told me, it was like, you know, we already got, you know, this artist, that artist, that artist. We don't need another one. You know? Right. You know, at the time when I was like, just, you know, like sending, sending all y'all my songs, right? Like, you know, it'd be like, oh, you sound like this, you sound like that. It was never like, oh, this is a sound that's different you know we 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 really like intrigued by we want to like learn more about it and um just going through that process um and then also i think a lot of the artists here are are lacking confidence more than anything because you i mean it is you got to think about it like you coming from mississippi you're already three steps back bro like they they tell you that like the state here is is the worst in this category, worse in that category. So it's like you already like you already got that mindset. Like you're the poorest state, you're the fattest state, you're the dumbest state. 
So you already got them three strikes against you. So you you kind of you go into it with that with that chip on your shoulder. And for some people, they use that chip and they turn it into, you know, they use it to their advantage. For some folks, they use it as a crush and it's like, oh, well, I ain't never really gonna be this because they already think that I ain't never, they never really gonna give me a chance because they already think I'm, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. And a lot of people, they just don't get past that part of, like, I know a lot of people, like, don't let Mississippi make you. Like, it should always be a part of you. But, at the end of the day, you still gotta be your own person. Yeah. And um like just the people that made it out, like true testaments to that, like just what endless of actors, endless of athletes. Right. You know, but it hasn't been where musically someone or fashion wise, someone has stepped up from Mississippi and like just affected the whole industry. You know? It's always like, oh, you know, you're from Mississippi. Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, everything is just, everything is just dirt roads and <laughs> cows, and it is that. But you know, even yeah, it it is that, but it ain't it ain't just that. No, it's not at all. Everybody got dirt roads and cows, bro. You know, like before I moved, you know, I used to come down here for like, you know, a few summers here and there. Like before I moved officially. Like, I used to look at, like, just Columbus is like, shoot, man. It's a nice place. And and it is indeed. But, like, you know, I didn't understand it because I knew I was going right back home. Right. You know, then when I moved here, I kind of seen, like, what the state actually goes through. You know? And... Y'all know that... that. <laughs> The state tries every possible way they can to fuck over educators. Every time, like that, they they purposely deny certain things to advance the city, to advance the state. So when they see a drop off in their population, or they see a drop off in everybody and everything else, and they turn around and see that oh, most of our population is going on. Huntsville, most of our population is going to, to Nashville, is going to Atlanta. Why? And you turn around and see, oh, it's because we 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 fail to invest in ourselves, invest in the state to, because ultimately, anytime you put money into anything, nine times out of ten, it'll come come right back out. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta invest something for to get any type of return. So with them having to just have failed to do that, and they'll sit here and wonder why people look at the state as like they do. Like, and it's just like just what keeps the, the state at a at a standstill. You know, like, like you know, it as a as a young adult, it gets stressful sometimes because it's like you know. What the recipe to success is is right. hard work, dedication, sacrifice. Cool. And a lot of people think like, oh, you know, you can make it out there. You can make it out of that 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 you know funk that you in. But here is totally different. It's like you achieve. You gotta like achieve ten times more than just. Somebody else in another place. Exactly. And that's why I look at like any type of creative that comes out of the state 
and I give him my utmost respect. Like when I look at Landon, when he 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 took his what he was building here, and when he went to school in Chicago, and now like he recently did a um, he did a collab with some artists to make some jackets for the WBA. And so I think I think they put them on during the the All Star like All Star Weekend, and I'm like. I grew up with him. This is crazy. Something that he made is on national TV right now. Yeah. It's like I said, you know, I look at anybody that comes out of that comes out of state and I give them my utmost respect. Cause it's like a lot of people look at our field art in general. Yeah. And they think, oh, it's it's so easy. Cause, you know, like anybody can do certain things. But it's like, no, like, ain't no how to, to do none of this. Like, you wanna go be a teacher, full steps laid out if you wanna be a teacher. You wanna go be a scientist, a doctor, uh, a TV host, anything. Full steps to break down everything you need to be. You wanna be an artist, good luck. Yeah. Like, ain't, ain't no roadmap set out to probably direct you on how to do certain things. You either gotta be extremely talented and have a whole lot of drive or eventually you're just gonna fall by the wayside. And like you said, it's it's no it's not really a handbook because we dealing with a with a a field that changes every day. Every single day. What we you spend two years protecting something. You spend two years like perfecting something. And then as soon as you feel like you got a perfect grasp on it, they on to the next. To the next, bro. Like, imagine working on some art for two years and feeling like I am a master at this art form. And then as soon as you get ready, you build, you finally build that confidence to put it out to the world. Oh yeah, we ain't know that no more. And you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta change with that in the process process of finding yourself as an artist. It ain't even like a okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna still do this. No, we might be back on that yeah. like ten years from now. But in terms of now. A, a month in the art world is like five years because everything moves so fast. So it's like easy, bro. You you have to you have to have a certain level of adaptability for any for any of this to work. Like and, and this and this man, it ain't made for the week, bro. Like I'm 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 learning that every day, bro. Like just for instance, like with Spotify, bro. Like. It's 60,000 songs being released daily. Probably more than that. I'm probably like just downplaying the number on that. But just imagine that like new songs. This is not anything old. This is new content, new music every day. What do you know and stand out to them? If six million people log on to Spotify every day to listen to a song, what are you doing to make sure that at least half of that is listening to you? Or what makes you, what are you doing to make you stand out in the in that six million? Right. Like, you know, and like it took for me to, it took for me to like just talk to somebody like, you know, like, like when kids reached out to me, he was that was the first thing he asked. He was like, you know, what you doing to market your music? You know, um, what's your plans? Like, you know, just basically like kind of just asking me the, the core questions that any label, any A and R asked me. And you know, for for me at the time to not be prepared, like I'm just now. Well, I've been. I think I recorded my first official song. 
other than like seriously, I say. Um, cause, cause that 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 one song we made in my dorm that that ain't official. And you yeah, know that song's hard. It, oh, you know what say, bro. That's, the song is hard, but it's funny because I think the on, the only niggas that got official copies of that song are probably me, you, and Adrian. Yeah, that like. Cause I think he scrolled it from SoundCloud, and I think when we first dropped it, I downloaded it. So it's on one of them iPhone fours in my room. Yeah, I need that. man. We, if we ever get a chance to this song, yeah, I mean, cause like we, I think we recorded two songs. I, I know. Yeah, we we, I, we recorded two songs. I think you recorded one with uh, I think you recorded one by yourself, or it was either you and Brandon, and then me, you, and Brandon recorded one. Yeah, cause I remember, bro, like. Cause that was when I first started doing graphic design, and Adrian came to me to to make a cover art for it, and it, it was it's alright. But the song, and I think I might put the song as like the intro. Find song. Oh no, I I know where it's at. Like this this bag where I ain't have Apple Music or I don't think Apple Music existed. No. So like all of them different music apps. And I, th- I don't think you could directly download on the iPhone, so you had to go third party. So I downloaded the song, and it's still it's still on it. Like if I can find a charger for it, I'm, I'm gonna download that song because it's it's still there. Because I think I can't remember what name you was going by. I was still going by Ugly ATL, and I think I think Brandon was going by Ghost. <laughs> Ghost or some. Well, I was. It was either I was going by ghost. It was some. And I need more credits too, fifty, because I was I was called ghost before how it was even invented. But back to no, nah, like, but that was like my first time, like at the W, bro. Well, like I just like recorded. But um, cause it was it was a it, it was a perfect setup, cause my roommate he was a senior, so he was rarely in the room, and I think he left every single weekend. So like, and the way he had his bed set up, like uh, he had his bed set all the way to the top and his desk underneath. So like, he had his uh, little blanket over the the table and whatnot. So it it was kind of like a little a, a little booth. Yeah, and it was it was crazy because I remember. Like the first time we recorded, we heard the air. We had heard the air going. Agent, <laughs> like, man, what is that sound? And y'all think one of y'all was like, bro, I think that's like the air. Not knowing it's is that it's that big AC unit just poking out the wall, making all that humming. Yeah, and I think that was the like that made us like move. I guess until like the little space we had to desk in and cover. Man, I remember I got in trouble, bro. My mom, cause I, I think I got home like at three. <laughs> man, my mom was like, "You stay where you at?" I was like, "Bro, I can't do that." Like, oh man, but I think that's when like, like I really like just found an interest in it because I always like I always wanted to, other than wanting to play football. We ain't talking about that. But <laughs> that's that's a whole different different time and place. But that's a whole different era, bro. Man, boy, that era was ugly. <laughs> boy, I thought I ain't gonna lie, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought I was like, man, this is gonna be my chance. Like they gonna, it's gonna be like find the needle in the haystack. You was going to practice every day and whatnot. You was going to training. So let's talk about this, right? <laughs> So like after I left Mayu, like I went I went to state. 
horrible time in my life. I, I, I thought about walking on. <laughs> Talk to the coach. I'm asking. Because when you were staying at, uh, at, at Lakeside. Yeah, it was when I was staying at Lakeside. I go up to the field house. I get a chance to talk to, to one of the running back coaches. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm like, okay, you know, I'm interested in trying out and walking on this, then the third. So he's like, you got any highlight films? I can go make one. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I ain't played since really my sophomore year in high school. He was like, well, you know, can you contact the coach at the time who might have it or the coach that's there? I said, right. He's like, what position you play? I said, oh, lineman. And then he looked me up and down and said, my stash is like, how? I'm five, six, or I'm seven. How you playing old lineman? Like, it just didn't work out. It was, I can say, like, I ain't gonna say it was a waste of time because I actually figured out what I needed to do. Right. So I ain't gonna say it was, it was a waste of time. I wish I could have saved that time. Lord knows I would have put it to this. But, you know, like, like I said, like that, that time you were recording, you were doing, that was like my first time ever being like around like just studio equipment. But um, like my first time just ever recording officially was October of 2020. And that's a long story. I, I'm, I'm gonna break it down. So I go there, right? You know, shout out Frank. Frank invited me to uh to a studio session at uh Casa. Yeah. Um, you know, uh Elijah Henry, his uh yeah. his uh studio. So um I think it's, it's B Will, um B Will, his homie D, D Money, um, who else was in there? Frank, me. Elijah, I don't think Brandon came with me that night, but they invite me, right? So they're like, look, we can go have on the studio, uh, studio time. So the time was like six or something. All right, cool. So he get in the booth, like, uh, B Will get in the booth. He like doing a song or whatever. And so like, he kind of like stuck on it. So I was like, man, I said, boom. Let me go ahead and hop in the booth or whatever, like pick out a beat because we it took us about two hours to find a beat. So that little sixty dollars was gone as far as hour, hourly like. So we find a beat. So he get on the hook. I lay a verse. My verse was some like I said something, bro. Yeah. I don't even remember. But um, so we laid a song, so like everybody in there, like they're like, damn, but that's hard. Like, they're like, man, what's your rap name? I said, man, I ain't got no rap name. So at this time, I was just going by Tim. Like everything <laughs> that they put on the file was Tim. So boom, we recorded that. Everybody like, you know, what I'm saying, we leave. We played in the car, heading back to the crib. And I woke up the next morning. I said, well, I want to go back again. So boom, we go back. Like literally, I think the first time we went was on a Wednesday, we doubled back on the Thursday. Man, he played a song, like he had played a song that they had already recorded. Right. And it's called Um Throw Some More. And the beat, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to it. I remember that because uh you had sent me that song. Uh this is when we was addicted to uh uh, that uh, Beat King song then leave. <laughs> so y'all had asked me to like mix that song into the league. <laughs> bro, when I say that man, B, bro, that man played this song so much. Bro. 
Like, man, yeah, that was around that time. And, um, man, um, so I'm listening to it. Like, you know, he playing it over, over the other uh, monitors in the studio. So I'm listening to it. Like, so I'm like, oh, that's a catchy hook. You know, you know, be with him. Just, just be honest. So verse went all that. It was a good verse though, but it was just like, it was like his verse was good enough to where like it's gonna, it's gonna blend in with the with the music because of the hook. The hook is what drew me in, and the beat and everything. I'm like, oh no, this is a club band. I'm, I keep telling them that this is a club band. So, boom. So his homie D get in in the booth. So like he record his. He like man. He said, um, he said, some you like white girl just like Jersey Shore, something like that. And so like everybody like, bro, what the So I'm like, I keep telling them that hard. So they finished the song. So I asked, I asked Carso, I'm like, bro, can you add like can you add like at least like another 45 seconds on to it? He said, Y'all can loop it. He loop it. Boy, I'm like, um, I'm really doing this bitch. And I'm doing one of the soonest savages in the savages, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm rapping it. So I'm punching in. So they like, dang. So so I go and say something about like, she go to live on a Sunday. Some, some, mm, mm. But the, the, uh, like the one line that everybody took away from, I was like, girl, he's gonna cry in his Rolls Royce or he's gonna cry in a Hyundai. <laughs> niggas was like, niggas was like, what? Man, they played that back, bro. It was like my first time ever hearing myself through the money. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Like, that sound hard. Like, they're like, oh no, bro, we need to shoot video. Man, so they get like early November or something like that. But probably even a little bit later than that, probably like, Right after Thanksgiving or before Christmas. So we will go shoot the video. So um no, that's what happened. So he put it on YouTube first. And so everybody like like Frank and B hit me up like, yeah, you know, we will drop the song. I said, oh like dang, drop the song. Like, no, it's a go. Something like, all right, cool. So boom, they send the link. So be like and folks, you ain't on there. I said, what? <laughs> man, so we so we listened to it. And he just took me and D off the song. Oh dang. Like what what was what's to you, bro? Like yeah, but like it was, you know, it was his song from the beginning. Like I said, I had just hopped on just to see how it sounded. Yeah, bro. And I like I wasn't taking that serious and it was just like it's like, no, nah, you need to like really like, you know. It was like you weren't taking it serious, but you could kind of see like, all right, it might be something here. Yeah. Because if you remember around that time, that's when we started uh, going over Brandon crib every night, trying to put together FBB. Yeah. And so uh, that's when all of the music was kind of coming together. You could kind of, you know, like you said, you kind of see that. All right, it might be something here. If I if I could put something to it, then it all of this might come together at the perfect time. So uh, yeah, and then what? Probably a couple months later, you dropped that first song. Yep, man, that was. Like, I remember the day I I did that because I I tripled back because like after that that reaction I was like, man, what can I book the next session? And um, 
That was the session that we booked. Where I recorded uh that uh Lord let me down the street. I pray to my soul to keep it. I should like that song. Um humble. So again. I don't think I gave you enough props. Even even though I, I was hyping this shit up when you when you sent it to me. Nigga, that shit was so hard, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna It was so hard, bro. Like, cause that was like that was back when um I don't think I was a manager yet, so I was just working with whoever. But like when I tell you I I was putting it on the store speakers, bro. I remember that, bro. Like, I was putting it on the store speakers, and it was a nigga that I worked with. I think he he he, he was rapping too. And he was asking me like, uh, I think he started asking me like who it was, and of course I told him who I, I told him who it was. He was like, hey, uh, ask me if you're trying to collab or something. And I was like, I right, bet send me some of yours so I can kind of you know I ain't just finna go up and say I right, I, I got somebody that want to collab. Send me some of your work. Cause you know at that point in time I'm like I right, bet if I can you know with me it's always upfront like if I see a win I see a win no matter if it's for me you him her whoever cool. if I can see somebody win guess what I'm, I'm gonna be front there and center make sure that that, that that niggas is steady on their grind and make sure that we all win he never sent me the songs I was like obviously you weren't really about it yeah it, man I don't know how many people I done heard like. I'm gonna call niggas out. We gonna do this today. I don't know how many niggas I heard tell me like, man, we can do song, we can do song, we can do song, man. But I ain't gonna lie to like, I be sending people off too, not on purpose, cause like, at the end of the day, like like right now, it's like it's not just my number one, you know, career right now, right? Or job, I say, cause like, you know, and that's no excuse. Don't get me wrong. Cause if he gonna do it, we gotta go ahead first. Yeah, for sure. But it's sometimes people like I, I just I want to be able to to in a way bring the city up too. Yeah. But it's a lot of artists that like come to me about stuff, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't think that sounds gonna, it, it ain't gonna, you know, blend well. All right. And that's not no disrespect. You trying to. You ain't trying to sound like Jay Z on a hot remix. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just all the way out of play. Like what? Like how? Like you know, it's um. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of situations where like I didn't do a verse. Was some situations where I did do verses. Like life instance, like I know, of course, everybody know like me, but locally. Well, people who tuned in, right. they know like you know me and me and Tyler got a song, um, which blended well. Like honestly, I feel like he blended well and the video was hard. Definitely, we need to reshoot it though. I ain't gonna lie, cause that night it rained all that like all. But when when is some like wild shit that happened with with the uh, director, bro? <laughs> like what he acting like? Oh, he weird. No, oh, so, another so so that was the video I, I was supposed to shoot for like 10 p.m. in that in Atlanta. So, you know, um, shout out to, to Caleb and Ace and um and even Johnny because that's like Johnny basically told me, bro, like the hard drive had crashed. Like we had shot, like we went down to um the Mercedes Benz arena, shot everything, bro, and. Um, B B had gave him the back end, and so you know he he shot everything. Right. Came back to the to the B and B shot the rest of the, the scene. Cool. Um, 
my homie CD at the time, you know, he was, you know, getting the label off the ground. He was asking, like, you know, can we get some footage from the video? That way we can kind of like create teasers, which makes sense. So Johnny like basically like, man, you know, man, I was in the middle of editing my hard drive crash. Well, that technically wasn't really on us. Right. So I hit him up like last year. Um, this was around the time I uh, went to the showcase that they had. And um, no, it was at the showcase because she shot it during the showcase. So this was like December. And we um, we were planning on doubling back, going going back to Atlanta to record. And um, you know, I'm like, man, you know, we, we coming down there, whatever, cool. Like, you know, we can just reshoot. Like, cool. And just long story short, you know, I'm not going to say they gave me the wraparound because he might have been busy, but like he started like, you know, traveling more with like, um, like money bag, yo, and stuff like that. Like, you know, being busy, kind of like being busy, kind of like everything else, kind of like feel back. And, you know, and it was a lost out on the, on the video, but like, um, yeah, definitely. I gotta shoot that. I gotta shoot that video again. And I'm in a space right now. Where I got like, I got a lot of music that's like been done officially. The way like all I have to do is put visuals to it. We'll just release a single. Um, it's just my biggest thing is that I wanted to do it be done right. Yeah, I, I really do because I know once, once like I attack it, you know, at the right time or not even the right time, but just the right way. Everything else is gonna fall in the line, and um, cause you don't wanna, you don't wanna half-ass that, that first official big move. You know, like and like even with rock and roll, the song, I feel like we didn't get the recognition just locally for it because that song, like, I played it out of state for other niggas. They like, no, it's hard, but it's just um. Like you said, it's just certain certain sounds and stuff like that that the city hasn't really adapted to yet. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, like like I said, like Tabo, um, me and Jiggas posted we posted Ben got in the studio. Um, he definitely like he on he on some next level shit for sure. Like, um. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Jigga for wearing a uh, exclusive Lone ID collab. Well, actually having a bunch of niggas in your in your videos with Lone. Lone, like literally, bro, y'all don't understand. Like, my brother got literally like the hottest female artist. Literally, you feel me? The hottest rapper in ten seventeen. Wearing his merch, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, and that's multiple niggas in 1017 that had on some shit that I create, and it's still like not like I see it. And of course, I I tend, you know, I got certain rules or I got certain house rules in place for myself, so I don't like to get too excited about certain shit. But it's like when I saw when I saw Big Scar with something that I made, I was like, okay, this all right, this is hard. Yeah. When I saw Walk Dog have on the uh, the Harley Davidson t shirt I made, I was like, okay, you know, we we kind of might be on or something. But when we uh, when me and Tony did that first collab. And you couldn't go nowhere without seeing a, a falcon on somebody's shirt. Yeah, like I was, you know, it was, it was crazy because like 
that don't happen if I don't put that out. You know, if because me and Turner relationship came together. I think I was in like a weird period where I was kind of I was kind of done with graphic design, but I wasn't really like I was still making stuff every day. But I was kind of like trying to I was still trying to find my way. So I remember I remember that whole like week I posted like I had kind of like wiped my Instagram because I was, you know, I go through certain stuff. Where I just I like to not put that much on, on Instagram or whatnot. Yeah. So I remember I posted on my Instagram story. It was a little picture that said, the reward for good work is more work, which I still kind of live by. And so I think probably like the next story over, I was like still trying to get that idea in Lona Collab. And I knew Tony, but I didn't really know Tony like that. Like I knew that he supported anything that I'm like, anytime I post anything, he probably the first person to like it, share it and whatnot. So as soon as I posted, like it wasn't even like an hour later, he hit me up. He was like, bet, like, what are you trying to do? So I was like, let's just freestyle some stuff. And then, you know, we can come up with it. And so the first time I sent them a care package, I sent them a file of like, shit, like 30 designs. And me, you know, I'm I'm a perfectionist, so I'm not gonna send you something that's half-assed. Right. Like, I think something that gets me in trouble a lot is that I'm too upfront about certain shit. So like, I tell you, I I'm not good at at sugarcoating it. So I could easily tell you, all right, it took me this long to do this and this long to do that. Like, no, nah, I did thirty designs in like two days. Thirty designs in two days, and. When we put it out, it, it, it set the city on fire. Like the V loaner with the skeleton hand in the back, the uh, the one where I put the pitchfork in the back with the it's the family affair on the front. Yeah, that joint is crazy too. The uh, the holiday shirt, of course, the Falcon shirt. Um, what else? Oh, the the dual AK shirt with the Arabic writing on it. That took over. Like the purple and green. Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, the all cops of bastards t-shirt that the fact that went to American Daily and saw a nigga wearing that shirt <laughs> during that shit I was like you know what maybe I'm on or something but yeah all them designs got done in like two days that's, that's like you know what I'm saying and that's why I was like you know we had spoke on it like just give me your flowers bro cause like like you literally you literally like took the city over and took to, to to the public eye, it might look like, oh, he did this in like two, three months. We're like, you know what I'm saying? Just as long as I've known you, like you've been at it. Like, you know, but like just for how fast it happened, it was like, dang, like, you know, it was it was almost like like how you say like for instance, like how we look at, you know, how you look at Atlanta, how I look at Chicago, it's like Nigga, like, I'm looking at straight shit. Like, I know, like, this this my brother. Like, so it feel like I made it. So it was like, and then it was just like, it was long overdue. It was long overdue. And it's, it's so much that went into that. Cause like, so much, like that was very important to me. Cause I was like really close to legit just giving up and being like, all right, I'm gonna just start. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back to doing something else. Yeah. And the only regret I have from that whole thing 
And it's not even a regret. It's like a hindsight would tell me to do better. And I don't think I ever told nobody, but I didn't get paid for that. Like I did all that off the strip. Cause me and Tony were cool. And you know, our relationship kind of, it developed really, really fast. Cause we both were in that same type of headspace where we really wanted to do something. And it was crazy cause like, uh, me and Tony got so many mutuals and yet somehow we managed to avoid each other for like six years. Yeah, like we all like went to like, you know, to the high together, like like Tony, I can honestly say like Tony is he's in a way of he can adapt with anybody. And like the same for you, like, you know, like Taz and then like like you know, and I met him through, you know, of course, Taz, I met, you know, Tony and Sean through Taz. But like Tony has always in a way been like been like that to where like, you know, you might not know him. You might see him around. And like you said, you, you two have mutuals. And that just sparked a whole like just off of one thing. And like I honestly say, like, you know, like he he one of them genuine ones that's like, you know, if he gonna say he gonna do something for you, like he gonna in a way make sure he get to it. Cause yeah, like, and that's the one thing, that's the main reason why I, I was never upset about it. Cause, cause easily I could have been like, all right, man, you know, it's cool or whatever, but I ain't, I ain't get so-and-so. But no, Tony, he made sure that no matter what it was, that people knew up front that, they, that it was me. Like when the relationship between me and Lauren like first kicked off, like, they accepted me with open arms. Like it was a full on, all right, he's kind of a part of us adjacent. Like, of course I'm not, you know, I didn't come up, I wasn't on the ground floor with Lorna cause they were selling jerseys and had their own shop way before I came along. But they accepted me with open arms and it got it, like pretty much, as soon as we collabed, it was like, all right, ID is basically an offshoot of loner at some point. So, you know, anytime something got posted that was loner related, I get I get a tag or, or some type of credit. Yeah. And that's something I one hundred percent respect because it's like you ain't gotta do that. It's a whole bunch of like it's a whole bunch of people that'll like take what you do for them and then just run it. Like they they'll they'll run off with it and it'll be yeah, uh, kind of like don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Like if you don't ask me who made this, I'm definitely not gonna tell you who. Made and, it, it. and it's like, and you know, um, just how you just said, like you know, like you didn't receive anything from me, but like it's it's something it's something about that. Like when you do something just off of just genuineness, um. Like the reward, it might not be instant, but like later down the line, it's gonna be worth it because you know they just just show you just off of just how genuine you are, how how long relationships can go. Like you know, you probably not not to say you you would have never thought that you know you'll have big you know big scar or have walk dog wearing your stuff, but like you probably never expect to see it that fast. Yeah, you know, like. It, it was it was like like the reward came because it came with 
you know, I got my name out. Like outside of just my friend group, the same five people who've been watching me do this for like four years at that point. Now my name is in different states. My name is in different cities. Cities I never stepped foot in, and yet they know who Stray is. That's crazy, bro. Like, that's like that's something like you can't take lightly because once you once you are out there, bro, is is it's no such thing as like just putting it putting it away. Yeah, you know, and like I said, bro. Like, like I said, just giving you your flowers because, like, man, just off how many ideas that you've had, like, over the years to where it's, like, just even, like, with the FBB thing, like, we was, we was literally, like, bringing ideas that we never would have thought of. Like, you know, like, of course, you know, you would say, like, all right, you know, Tim, the artist, you know, Brandon, like, over, like, the manager, but, like, but you the brains of it every time. Like, it was never a situation where it was, like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> we came up with everything, or you know what I'm saying? Because like, there was some ideas I had, I didn't never really. I was like, until you put it into your perspective, I was like, you know what? That do make sense. Like I was somewhere all the way left field with it. Like, but it was, it was, it was all about like who I was around. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not at the crib listening to to beats for three hours. I'm with y'all for damn near four hours listening to beats on top of beats, getting my mind going and running to the point where I y'all put this other beat on. And if you remember, y'all put that uh I think it was a Drake beat. And like three minutes later, I had a whole music video planned out just off the just, just off of the energy we had in that, in that little room. And it was like, you know. It's that's the thing with me, man. Whether it's FBB, whether it's WHF, Lona, it's, it's all we all got the same goal. I'm like, you know, same goal and the same drive, man. Like I keep, I tell everybody this when they ask me like anything creatively. Like my goal at the end of the day, it ain't to make a million dollars. It ain't to have the most successful brand of all time. It's to help put somebody else on that's trying to do it too. Because that's that's what's going. That's what's going to matter. Like after we leave, right? You know, like. That money is gonna gonna fade off into whatever. It's like literally about what did I do to contribute for you know something to open up for my homie, for him to provide for his family, when and so on and so on. Or what did my homie do for me to help me provide for my family and you know generate generational wealth? Like you know that's what is that's what it's about. Like when I'm long gone, if there's nothing to go from then I did a bad job because it's like you know I'm hoarding information I'm hoarding all types of skills and whatnot and that's when when me and Tony first started working together I told him anything that I got is yours like if you need any type of help any type of like files or anything just ask for it and I got you anytime I come into something new hey I learned about this blah blah you know if you need it let me know um, if, if you need some help or anything and then it's you know that's why I be trying to push him so hard to to finally come out and put his own stuff out cause Tony has sent me so many designs where it's like like it's a bestseller like he's sitting on like three designs that he sent me that in my own space I reworked to try to help him out and it's like bro like 
whenever you fully decide to put down your foot and, and go in, like you got some, you got a hit on your hands. And whether that's with, that's whether that's by himself or us collabing, or even for the longest, we've been talking about branching out and doing our own stuff together, having our own group. It's the same thing, like, you know, uh, like I was saying, when me and uh, when me and Lona did the collab and they got my name out there, like it was a lot of positive. Like a lot more people saw what work I was capable of and they wanted to come get work done. A lot of people wanted to be associated with me. So in some aspects, it was positive. My relationship with, with Cam from a crash out has been so positive because he's linked me with some niggas that I would have never met. So we all in this one little group where we bounce ideas off each other and every now and then, you know, if I got a designer sitting in that I really can't figure out, I, I just send it, plop it in the group and everybody give me their own critiques. But like most things, it's, you know, you get some negative behind it, you know. Yeah. You get to, you get the people that, uh, you get the people that, um, that, that try to take advantage. And I, I'm, I be going back and forth on whether or not I want to like air out certain like grievances I got because if anybody knows they know that I take so much stuff just personal yeah I take I ain't gonna say I take everything personal but I take a lot of stuff personal yeah. especially when there's something to do with my craft I take it OD personal so like a lot of a lot of things that kind of turned me off about graphic design was just how people just I guess like how certain people try to jump in the deep end but like really don't know how to swim at all and like they'll they see that fancies they see the duck swimming across water they'll see it swimming just smooth smooth sailing no sweat no nothing and they were like I can do that but they don't see the duck under the water with feet going 25,000 miles per hour oh, yeah. just trying to stay afloat. Not knowing that, that this is the amount of work that has to be put into it. So when you come to me for work and then I let you know up front how I work, how fast I work, what I do, what all I do. And then I send you, I, I tell you up front, um, if you ask for some, I'm gonna send you a bunch. I'm gonna send you the stuff you asked for, but I'm gonna also send you some reworks, so stuff that I that I feel like my little changes. And I send it to you, and the first thing you do, you don't even look at it. You tell me what all you want to be changed. It's like that's it's a slap in the face. See me, I'm I'm the friend that don't really care because I ain't I ain't I ain't work with you. I know who you is though. Ah, <laughs> you know I know. Like you know, and it was just like. You know, just it is it's definitely like in a way to me, like disrespect. It, it, I took it, I took it offensive because I'm like, I know who Jordan is. Like I know how creative he is. I know like if y'all quote unquote are working together, I know he done put at least ninety, if not ninety-five percent to it. And y'all just, you know. And I'm not going to say y'all because, you know, one apple don't mess up the whole bunch or it shouldn't mess up the whole bunch. But, you know, I took I took it some type of way because I'm like, you know, like just having it explained to me and like just seeing it 
and just knowing how certain people are, and I'm like, bro, like, you don't get no good out of that. Like, you know. Fam, when, when I send you something, cause like when I send you something and your first thought is to post it, and ask your crowd if it's trash or not. And should you post it? I'm like, why would it? Why would you need to ask me if it's trash? Like, that's how I look at it. That's the whole, because everybody I told, like, as soon as it happened, I was like, I don't, I don't know how I should respond to this. Because if I respond to it how I want to respond to it, then that's, we going a whole nother level. Because with me, I like to meet disrespect with disrespect. Of course. But, you know, I'm in a field where, you get you get to certain people that got a little more pool, and all of a sudden, them start them 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 text out coming through. You barely get commissions anymore because now all of a sudden, oh, he he hard to work with. Oh, he you know he like to be too involved. Yeah. One thing that you know, I I know how to take responsibility. I I know personally, I've done a lot of bad. Well, not personally, have done a lot of bad business, but most of my business relationships haven't been. Like, you know, yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm, I was still a novice. Now I know better, but even, but you know, still, like, at some point, he's got to have some type of common courtesy, and, and and you can even see, like, just you know, with or without that, bro, how much, you know. Oh no, I saw it. Hey, you know, your recognition has has you know I saw it. Without my influence, most of that most of that was trash. Exactly. I ain't even gonna hold you. Yeah. Without my influence, and I and I know like 20 minutes ago I said that my, my ego wasn't big. And my ego ain't big. But I got enough confidence in myself to know. To know your worth, bro. Exactly. So when I see that, oh, my influence, my influence that's sitting here on my laptop. That when everything went bad at first, people was like, oh, yeah, you can kind of look at that and say, oh, yeah, that, that's yours. That's your style. Because it was my style. Without my influence, y'all ain't got no type of direction. Because guess what? You're not a creative. You might you you might think that you're a creative, but it ain't there. Man, look, folks, man, he like, you know. It's people that's needed when it comes to business, right? Right. Of course, like you, like we, like we stated, we always want to make some money out of what we do or what we love, and and that's fine. You know, you have to have people that's like, you know, balance the the dreams and the reality of like, okay. We still got to give people what they want. We still got to, like, make money off of it. Cool, whatever. Like, basically, i put it this way. It's like, once, once your mind get on greed, that's when everything fails. Like, when it's, like, just strictly on greed, that's where it gets to the point that you have to... You have to, in a way, feed your ego in order to, you know, because like you said, bro, like you influenced everything from the design on down in a way. From the design, from just the overall vision to how you put it together, how you put your visuals together, how you put your mock-ups together, all of that. You don't have the creative ability to even see that. Yeah. The fact that I gotta sit here and explain to you 
that and this this is the one thing that really tipped me over the edge. The fact that I had to sit here and explain to you that whenever you drop something or whenever you have any type of brand, you should always have something that can always be ordered. Yeah. Because maybe something you drop, somebody not gonna mess with. Maybe you drop, they gonna think, oh, that's trash. I'm gonna stick with what I got. So with that, you need to have a mainstay. You need to have a stable that where no matter what, somebody can see it and buy it. Like if they don't mess with your new collection, guess what? They still got that old stuff that they, that that's, that's still there. The fact that I gotta explain that, right? The fact that you know, and I know it's a part of giving advice. But like when, when, and it's it's a part of uh, it's a part of like part of how I started turning away from graphic design at some point and thinking like maybe I should just be a consultant because you know I think I'm better as a consultant. When I was giving advice on how to market yourself, on how to do certain things to reach a wider audience, and folks would listen to that and take half of it and be like, oh, okay. And then you missing the main part of it. The fact that I'm trying to help you, the fact that I'm trying to get you to understand that you want your first interaction with somebody for them to be able to know everything about you as the artist and as your brand. Yeah. And ultimately, you can't see that. And you, 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 I give you a full breakdown of what to do, and you only take half of it and run off. And I'm like, yes. I'm just gonna stop giving it. But I can't stop giving it because then that's go that goes against what I believe in in terms of art. But it's it's also a balance of knowing like, okay, I can only in a in a way just as a human take so much, right? And then just on like a creative level, it only takes so much to where. You know, you're not gonna let nobody downplay what you work for, what you didn't shed blood and tears for. You're not gonna let nobody downplay it, no matter how they feel about it. I, I can talk about ID all I want, because yeah. I made it. Yeah, exactly, bro. And that's that's just something, you know, um, that's, that's special about it, because it's like, you know, for your, for like your, for the people that's been there, even if they weren't just on a personal level with you, but just being around you, seeing it right. last 10 years, like, you know, they understand. They understand, like, the, you know, the frustrating part from, you know, from the whole film to, like you said, graphics, like everything, bro. So it's like, I can't, I can't expect, you know, a nigga who just want to get on some, get money, fast type stuff with me like I can't I can't really connect with you creatively cause nigga you just cause the love for the art ain't there like if if I was 100% in this for just money I would've gave up back when my film stuff didn't get off Yeah, like when back when me and Brandon stopped filming uh, Unexplainable Gifts yeah. when that didn't take off cause you know our schedules really ain't work out like that when that didn't take off if I was only in it for the money cause I could've monetized all them YouTube videos <laughs> I would have been done, but I loved art, no matter what the art form was. So I just moved on to my drive from film, put it in the graphic design, which at, that, which at some point I had only been using f- to like make funny photoshops of, of all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> With me dunking on Zell and, <laughs> and photoshopping Jay the Head on stuff. But like, 
if if you know my love of the art has always been there so you know when when you come to me with any type of idea if it's only for the money if if there's no real love behind it then there's always gonna be the disconnect and we never gonna see eye to eye on that always like um i think i think quincy jones made the statement he was like uh he said uh when when your heart leaves out of it, that's when the uh, when God leaves. You know, like it's like literally, it's like that's what you in it for. It's that's what drives you. The money shouldn't really drive you. I mean, you know, for people who, who are religious, they you know they say your gift make room for you. Like, and that's a true statement. You know, if, if the love is there, you never have to worry about going without. So when you get focused on going without or you get focused on what you can receive from a profit you know as far as profit wise it's um it's hard for you to be creative because as create uh creators it's a time and period where you ain't got shit you ain't got nothing like for real you can't come up with nothing you just hit that wall yeah you hit a wall so what's gonna happen when you hit that wall you just gonna quit because you ain't got no love for it like, you just gonna stop you just gonna be like man you know what forget it. i'm going to the next get rich scheme like you know and that's what set a lot of people um apart from us because it was times where like my brother like my older brother michael he would literally tell me like that ain't it i'll play music for my mom and she like i can't hear nothing what are, what are you saying or it was times where I go on garage band. Still to this day I do. Those times I was creating, I was making a beat. The little slideshow video. The a slideshow video. This ain't even like I ain't record myself. Like this ain't no trailer or nothing. This is a slideshow of references I'm making in the song. And it just it was a it was an ugly stage, bro. And it was so many times where I wanted to quit. Like even shoot, I like I said, I just got back into the rhythm of like just stepping out of my comfort zone, and then also, you know, building my confidence because that's that's the number one thing. You know, um, people see the product, but like they won't believe it until like. In the way you sell it to them, like you, like you, like you, they look at you like, oh, I know you, you about that, you about what you say in your music, you about what what you put into your clothing, you can tell like just your demeanor, how you rock your clothes, like I, I could tell this ain't some shit that you just threw together. Yeah, like you're making it believable to where I want to be a part of that, and so um, that's where I'm at right now with it. Like, um, don't get me wrong, it was times where like. You know, you might be able to, you know, relate to it, to where stuff was, you was so creative, it was effortless. Man, it was a point in time, and I'm, I'm getting back to that, but it was a point in time, man, I was just like, man, I was doing features, this is a lot of features I done done, I ain't, they ain't put it out, I ain't put it out yet, because it was so unbalanced, I'm like, yo, this eat, like... You know, like this is easy, and and I at that time I I was I was loving that feeling because I'm like okay, I feel like it's space to where like I can grow. It's space for me to get into a real uncomfortable zone that I need. That's going, you know, bring that confidence out of me. That's going to bring that grit. And so, um, 
like I said, like a lot of my music is, you know, as far as what I put out, um, it's a lot of reality music, but I feel like I'm starting to find my balance to just with everything where I can, in one song, um, give you that, the, the real reality, the things that we face every day, um, give you the motivation, including myself, because a lot of the stuff that I say in my songs is really like affirmation. It's, it's not just me talking from a view of I already have. It's talking from a view of like, oh, this is what I desire. This is what I'm aiming for. This is what I'm trying to get. You know, so trying to just put those two together and just just even coming just totally different with just like you know, my choice of instrumentals, my choice of cadence, like, but still keeping it to where I'm at, like, you know, it's, as a person. It's all intentional. Yeah, like, you know, and it's, and man, it's, it's, it's amazing seeing that. Um, Cause I know like, you know, things moving slow, but I know like once it like once it hit, bro, like we 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 out of here. Like Cause I I tell you, every time you send me something, like I don't mean on how you feel about it, but every time I press play, I know I'm getting something worthy. Man. Worthy of like multiple plays. Cause I tell you this all the time that like it feels so effortless. Like I know the work that goes into it, but it feels like you don't feel like, oh, you've you been, you, you been rapping for the last, like, three or four years. It feels like you've been doing this for 20 years. Comfortable <laughs> you sound on all the stuff you put out. Well, not, well, not also you put out. All the stuff that you make. So that's, you know, it. I know, like, I know for a fact that when it hits, it's going to hit. Right. So... Like, man, it took it took a it took a minute. Um and I just got so I got so so drawn in with the fact of doing everything off of how I feel. Like, you know, um like I don't really just record and just go, like, okay, this is what I'm talking about today. It's like, you know, and being being a musician helps out because me hearing just the beats, just the instrumentals, right. that right there are, are just make you feel away. Like just samples, like it's certain samples to where like that's that's one of the most like underrated parts of music. The most when you hear, you know, when you hear certain parts of songs, like. It's different, like when, when people reach back and get samples from like the sixties and seventies, like you have to think about the time the time period of life and where it was back then. There was a lot of oppression. It was it was a lot to to put your all into as far as music. You know, like today, you know, of course we go through like, you know, police brutality, we go through just gun violence, we go through um the whole drug epidemic, like everything to where it produces a lot of pain music. And those samples just like make it to where like it's not even you have to think, it's just everything pour out. Like you can hear it, you can hear the pain in Curtis Mayfield music. Yes, every so, time. 
now it's my job to bring that pain to 2022. You know, like sampling that and putting my spin on it. But um, just like for instance, like Dunny Hathaway, like man, it's been times where I listen to Dunny Hathaway literally, like you know, I you know sit there light up and just listen to like. Donny Hathaway's uh, Freddy's High My favorite my That's one of my favorite songs of It's like The song is like 30 seconds long Yeah But The way He just the, the, Cause it's like He's got the keys Under him And I I think he starts the song off By saying Lord have mercy And the way he He stresses it out And I'm like This 30 second piece of music Is some of the most Beautiful music I've ever heard of my it's, it's just raw Authentic music, like, you know. and and then when you hear Rick Ross and Pusha T flip the beat, and then they spend the next three minutes telling you about their pain, like, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, bro. Like, like I said, like, man, like, just I always think about, you know, how they were feel, how they were feeling when they were recording. Like I always take, I always take that into consideration because it's like, if if this is them expressing their love of music or expressing how they feel through music, and it turns into what it does, it's classic music, like classical, like just music that's never gonna fade away. I want to feel that every time I get into the studio. I, I literally want to feel that every time I get into the studio. Not saying that every time I make a song, it's going to turn into a hit, but I just always want to feel to where, like, you know, I'm going to pour out everything that I got in this song or in these songs. And I'm going to feel, you know, in a way, I'm going to feel like I left everything in that booth. And I know, like, with them, they probably never looked at it as, like, oh, I just got to go to the studio and record today. It's probably like, man, I was going through this. Like, you know, like this song, um, but Dunny Hathaway, uh, We'll All Be Free. You know, just listening to this song is, is, it do something to me every time because it's like, you know, that was back in, in the 70s and 60s. Like, we sitting here, we in 2022. And that still, like, um, resonate in my life. Just just simple, we all be free. But it's just, it, it touches, it touches people. That's the type of music that I look to do when and to make and create. Because it's like, you know, be honest. Like, okay, you want to make good feel, you know, feel good music. You want people to dance to your music. You want your music to. But life ain't always like it. Ain't not life is not life is literally at times seventy five percent of struggle of you going through addictions. You fighting, you know, your personal battles, family issues. Like that's the type of music that's everyday music. And circling it back to when we first started, like being able to. Have something that resonates with somebody else. Yeah. To point back at it. Cause, you know, that's again on all fronts of art. That's all the way it is being able to reach out and affect people. Yeah. But shit, man, we've been talking for two and a half hours. And I don't even think 
I introduced the fucking podcast. Yeah, if y'all ain't, if, bro, I don't even think I told her what the name of the podcast, which is funny because I gotta do because the last time we recorded something was like. March or April mm. but I mean it's we have been on a high I, I explained it on uh, on Instagram but I, I gotta explain it here too yeah. a couple of things happened that caused us to you know go on a break I had some unwanted guests that made it very hard to record <laughs> and Zell was in the process of getting his career off the ground yeah as an educator and a black role model. So <laughs> with both of our work schedules, it's kind of hard to make recording hell going on a regular thing again. So that is going to be on leave. Well, not on leave, but on break for a while until we can put together a schedule because I think it'll be harder when he's in season because then all his off time is going to go to that. Yeah. yeah, hell going on. It's not canceled. It's just... On break, definitely not canceled. I don't want to record it. You know, this that was our thing, so I don't want to record by myself. Because the last time I tried to record here going on by myself, it was terrible. I did two episodes. I did two episodes. I dropped both of them on YouTube, and like ten minutes later, I took both of them down because I was like, yeah, this don't sound good. So like, what was it? So it was just like, all right, you just you just chilling, just like, bro. It took me like a week to record one episode because I kept fucking up the intro. <laughs> like I would get like two minutes in and be like, nah, I can't do it. Now let's, 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 let's start this over. I went in my room. I, I recorded for like two hours and I was like, all right, this sounds good to me. And we record again. And I was like, all right, this sounds decent. But I, if any, if nobody, nobody told me how hard it was to do a podcast by yourself with just one mic. Until I did it by myself and I was like, this is extremely hard because you could be talking for what feels like three hours and then you look at the, the time and it should say 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Like, so. Here going on, it ain't canceled. It's just on break. Uh, I moved, I moved all of the Patreon episodes to uh, the regular Spotify so you know you're not getting ripped off I think I, I paused all of the payments on, on Patreon so you're not coming out of pocket or nothing uh, until we can start recording back on a regular basis then they'll be on you know Spotify Apple Music uh, anywhere you can get podcasts or whatever this was fun because uh, again I'm talking to a long time friend of mine which is so just funny. like Zill, like I said on the first episode, like me and Zell are cousins, but we didn't know we was cousins until we were like brothers. <laughs> it's so weird, but uh, I'm not talking to this ain't a, a artist a podcast or interview. This is just two niggas that have known each other for most of their lives, just chopping it up. No, for sure. Uh, hey. for sure. A nigga who makes too many songs, too many, doesn't want to put out any of them, even though all of them sound amazing. No lie, the nigga has one song where the beat don't drop for like the first two minutes, and it's the hardest shit I ever heard in my life. But anyway, that that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> you ain't got nothing come up. Or you, you have anything coming up? You might want to promote your socials or do anything like that. Man, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. My <laughs> IG dries here. I ain't gonna lie, but I ain't gonna lie. Like you know, like I said, like I told, I told my brother, like just in the rebuilding stage. Um, but I will be dropping. Um, cause I got the freedom to do that. I will be dropping something before I tow out. Um, for sure. If not one song, two. 
I got a lot. I got a lot in the vault. Um, Make sure you get in at the ground floor, cause when this nigga takes off, it, it's it's up. I'm I'm telling you, man. Like you know, and, and like I said, bro, like it's just gonna be it's gonna be a good feeling, like seeing all of us in the way, like just just getting to the top, you know. And and it's like no matter if we, you know. Thousand miles apart, like we both making sure like we all doing what we gotta do and we still gonna get to the top with with each other regardless. Unless you were a group chat with a bunch of niggas who said they wanted to work and they don't, cause don't nobody got each other phone number. <laughs> hey look, man. Look, I, I've been I've been meaning to tell you that for the longest. It it was a good idea at first. But when everybody started asking who who everybody was, man, we in here, we in here shed shed, bro. Like we in here like literally like just. I know I was at a point where I was like wanting to shed a tear because I'm in here really like getting emotional with them. I'm like, man, we gotta do this for the city, man. And all of a sudden, somebody say, man, who, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> this? <laughs> So you just sat through this whole conversation and decided to say, who was this? Like, man. Then when you try to get niggas to work, they, the niggas ain't feel like working. They ain't feel like going to the studios. It was like, it was all bad, man. I mean, I definitely like, I definitely got a shout out to, of course, you know, 2-3 and, and Dynasty. Because like, them shout, two, yeah, shout out to them two niggas, man. Them, for sure. They... A lot of niggas talk that talk, but them two niggas is walking it. They got Columbus on their back, man. Man, bro, like, it took them niggas to, like, get me in the studio, like, in a way where I, like, I desired to at the time. And it was just, like, just going there, like, the chemistry that me and Dynasty had, bro. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and say we we guru and hoes, but that's just how I felt. I'm I'm for real, bro. It felt like I couldn't do no wrong with me and Dynasty. Like when he engineer, like I couldn't do no wrong. And then when he just offered just how talented he is, it was just just the, the energy, right? You know, like it was just always the energy. So it's like, you know, so I definitely got to shout them two guys out for sure. Um. Of course, shit, you know, everybody know the family, like, you know, I can go a list of nigga names. I might just do that, man. Hey, shout out to my nigga B, shout out to my nigga, you know, Ted, shout out to my nigga Jared, shout out to my nigga Ike, Ike Bo, shout out to my nigga Frank, shout out Franco, shout out Zell, Zell, I'm feeling in for you tonight. <laughs> so I hope I did a good enough job because your fans, y'all fans will miss me. Of course, shout, shout out to shout, again, shout out to Zell for being a, a black role model. Y'all don't know, and I don't think I've, I've said this. Zell is officially a teacher and a coach. He is coaching the youth. He is making sure that every young nigga in Columbus has dreads and smokes black and miles. And not and, and yes, because and also plays baseball or basketball for some odd reason. He coaching baseball. Yeah, give me a give me Ike coach baseball. See, I knew I see that's good. That's good. That's gonna be something new seeing Zell do because I've never seen Zell have a baseball. Like I gotta see that. <laughs> I got to. I'm interested now. I can't wait till the season start. But I told Zell the other night. No, not yeah, I told Zell I want to say Friday night because I went to a Westland football game <laughs> and I told him I don't know what strings he got to pull, but I'm trying to be a football coach. I can see that. Like I'm trying to be the real coach Taylor, like a nigga breed run. He running sprints. I can see that. Man, shout out, shout out. Um, you know, shout out to my brother, like my big brother Michael. Like 
Right. He was one of like people that I know that like hit me up like about you. And I'm like, nigga, he hit me up like, man, you know the dude named Stray Man? I'm like, nigga. That's my brother. What you mean? Do I know him? Oh man, he got like all the vintage games. So like, you know, like, you know, just do a rough time. Like, shout out to him for sure. Um, everything gonna fall in line for him. Uh, but like, yeah, bro, like, man. You know, I got one more shout out, man. Shout out to my girl. You know, I right, she been keeping me in line, man. I always got to shout them out. You, I got to because I told her I was gonna be here, and I told her I was coming back at eight. It's eight forty three. So this is proof. This is proof. This is proof. So you you hear this? It's eight forty three Sunday September eighteenth. Yes. So baby, <laughs> you hear me now? I know Kamari probably asking me why I'm at. So him as well. I gotta, I gotta tell him what's going on. Even though he one and a half going on thirty one, but you know, just uh, just like I said, but like this didn't even feel like a podcast. This is just like you know what we. Do when we had a chance to do it, like right. just, just talk, like you know. So, so I definitely like appreciate you. Like I said, bro, like you know, to give your flowers beyond what what the the city think, like you know what I'm saying? Because like when you get to the point to where like you're unreachable, I'm gonna tell him. I'm like, he told y'all to get it while they're getting good, and y'all y'all tweet. Well, niggas is on that Grammy stage, and they reading out. Uh, best new artists mm. and come walking across that stage, Mr. WHL Blanca. Mm. I ain't trying to hear nobody talking about they was in at the ground flow because y'all niggas wasn't, y'all wasn't pulling beats off of YouTube. No, nah, for real. Ra- rapping under a, a, a nigga dorm. Well, what? a bunk. Dorm. Y'all, y'all, y'all wasn't doing that. Y'all wasn't. Look, cars, like, y'all wasn't. Three deep at Walmart at three o'clock because y'all y'all was just out not doing them out not doing nothing in that little two seater Mustang we out I'm talking about we outside on a weekday five five o'clock in the morning just up death man I'm gonna say this part man you remember that time bro when we was uh <laughs> we was in the field <laughs> hey look man you know what. We gonna say that story. We as about see this episode was mainly business related with both our art and all of that. The next time we record, it's gonna be personal. Right? We because I don't think because I don't think we've gave niggas a proper representation of our personal life and how we know each other outside of our shit. Mm. So just know, man, and. A lot, a lot. I see some of y'all niggas trying to take credit for death. No. 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 People thought something was wrong when we said we were death. We were death. No. Y'all went up three o'clock listening to to to, to Drake and Party. Take care. Slow. <laughs> Chop the screw. Y'all were coming back from Tuscaloosa listening to uh 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 Jaded. Slow to slow to screw. Y'all wasn't doing that. Man, as much as we've been on that UA campus, they would have thought we played for same. <laughs> they would have thought we was recruit recruited. I'ma give them a hint, bro. Like they ain't never been up at three o'clock throwing rocks at somebody's window, bro. <laughs> I should have had a boom box <laughs> outside the dorm. 
We not, babe. This is before you. This is this is twenty what twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. Y'all y'all ain't been outside somebody window throwing rocks because you ain't got uh you ain't got service in the area. I'm gonna be real. You ain't got no service. You had to use the Wi Fi. <laughs> you know, because as soon as you hit Lakeside, all your bars went away. Gone. This is I'm telling this is my brother for real. Like, man, we done been boy. Y'all ain't walked in. Y'all ain't walked in out the party to see the flow cave <laughs> Literally, this is no exact. Oh my god. Y'all ain't walked in to see the flow cave and have the apartment flow got water damage. Because <laughs> ain't nobody wiped their feet. Like, I ain't never seen that if I'm a, a whole dick. You ever seen a reverse speed bump? <laughs> In the flow, in the ground. That's what that was. Oh man! Shout, shout out to Phil. Man, shout out Phil and tires. Man, tires breaking cabinets. All oh, types of boy. Oh man. But yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a very enjoyable episode of the ID Hour, man. This shit, it's 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 like ID anthologies or some shit. <laughs> Next episode, it'll probably be Tim again. Cause we 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 gotta finish up on all our our personal stuff, but we got to. Uh, did you even tell me your, your IG, or did you just say your IG dry? Oh, it's dry, but uh, my IG is uh WHF Blanco. That's yeah, you can type that in everywhere. Google, Yahoo, Apple Music, Spotify, title everywhere. So make sure you go listen to all of the music at all times when you go to sleep. Press play and then turn your volume down and just leave it on all night. Just leave it there. You, you gonna be sad. You gonna wake up pleasant. You gonna wake. We trying to make it out, man. No, we really are. Y'all playing out here, boy. Y'all tweaking with me, bro. Like we ain't. Like we ain't doing. I can make it through whatever. I'm from the dirty. Get a bitch so hard off the perk. She said I heard her feel. In the 2020 C8, had to convert the ceiling. Hellcat to get loose on niggas because I twerk the engine. Zeke say he find a full red. I got purple. Eating Popeyes, pouring real cough syrup on my bitch. Always used to get it fried hard when I purchase. JR, my brother, got the drop on the ops and he lurking with my white boy crazy. He just three round bursts to Smith. I ain't never shot a Smith and Wesson. I'm working glizzy. Honey can't cash on me. Eating church is cheap. Bitch, come put the ass on me. You a perfect